0: Now, everyone, I know this might be a little strange. Like, what are Alex and Davis doing back in the Bradley-based and WEGL studio in the bowels of the Harold Melton Student Center on the campus of Auburn University for another episode of Through the Lens? It is summer, after all, and Through the Lens is a school year show. But don't adjust your earbuds, aux cords, or other Bluetooth devices, and don't close out Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever streamer you're using. Sure, it's Through the Lens during the summer, but come on. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> was that Was that funny, Davis? I'm not done. I'm not done. It was if it was not clear already. I'm Alex Eustis. Back again with Davis Carroll for another action-packed and discussion-heavy episode of Through the Lens. Today we are making history—not once, but twice. Davis, as we are leaving the movie set and heading to the offices of Netflix to review Stranger Things. You know when he said earbuds,
1: I was like, "Oh, he messed up because he meant to." Because he he said, "You mix." I thought you meant mixed taste buds in your ears. I was like, "Your ears don't have buds." <laughs> I figured it. What?
0: Didn't. Wow, dude. So I'm so glad that you did, and thank you for. I'm sure some of the audience was also very I, confused. I think that it.
1: I think that's a valid thing because because people use AirPods now.
0: Yeah, but I mean, they're still like. Yeah, but if they use JBL earbuds, same mm. thing. What? Mm. What? Who are you looking at? Mm. Okay, okay. Stranger but th-
1: Things have happened, though. I know At that's- why today we're talking about The Witcher on Netflix.
0: <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good intro, considering that I've never done good. one before. You know, I've never, never had one before. Um, but yeah, we're back for a summer episode. Davis and I boys both missed doing the show, and we figured no time like the present to do, I mean, the cultural phenomenon that is Stranger Things. I mean, it's- Sweeping the nation, the world. It's the most viewed thing on Netflix ever. It's you the know, most popular thing on Netflix ever. It's I, the most insert everything on Netflix.
1: This year, I think it would have sweeped the nation a little bit more if they hadn't waited a whole month. We're going to get to that,
0: Davis. We are going to get to that. Uh, we, we will get to a lot of that. We're going to be discussing everything. Spoiler warning in effect for all seasons. Doja program. Cat's talking about it. <laughs> that thing is crazy. Uh, we're going to be talking about... Obviously, our focus will be season four, but we're certainly going to dip back into seasons one through three because they do have a big effect on on the on the current season. And again, spoiler warning: in fact, we'll be talking about everything behind the scenes, on the screen, aftermath, where the show will go next, and so on. But first and foremost, we got a lot to discuss. Beforehand, we got some trivia to talk about. Mm-hmm. We got to recap people and what we've been doing, this and what we've been watching, reading, viewing, whatever it be. And we've got a lot of news. We're not going to be going over. I had an idea to use the old. Uh, Extra point, fast break, sound effect, and just do every bit of news from the summer. But that was like a bad idea. Yeah. So I've just got some big news from the last week and a half or so that we can discuss. But first and foremost, Davis, we've got a trivia question from our last episode, our Shaft episode. Mm -hmm. Grayson ruined the first question, in case uh, those at home don't remember. Ask me the second question. I want to see if I can answer it. You you are not going to know. What 2008 movie starring Alan Rickman is about the California wine industry? Give me a hint. What's the first word? Bottle.
1: (laughs) Bottle the hatches. I don't know.
0: Bottle the hatches. It's a play on words. It's called Bottle Shock. It is based on the 1976 wine competition termed the Judgment of Paris. There's no way anybody watched that. When California wine defeated French wine in a blind taste test. It stars Alan Rickman, Chris Pine, and Bill Pullman. I'm sure that is just a thriller. Just edge of your seat. Well, Davis, it made $4 million at the global box office. So. Uh, Alan Rickman's character is Steve Spurrier? No. (laughs) Does he coach football in it as well? No, no, I'm clicking on it. Who's this guy? Steven Spurrier was a wine expert. What the? What is this? Apparently, its soundtrack is cool. Um. Critical response, it received mixed reviews and holds a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. Classic. Bottle Shock fails to properly utilize the inspiring True Tale at its core, settling instead for an ordinary plotting account. I feel like that's not really, not really that inspiring. <laughs> like, I could care less about California
1: wine beating out French wine. Or well, excuse me, I couldn't care less.
0: Yeah, you could. you literally
1: could not. We could like, not care any less than we do. I don't drink wine. I don't care whose wine's better. It's wine. That's like going like... Pepsi beat Coke in a drink competition. Blind drinks. I'm like, okay, <laughs> who I cares? Do not. Who care. cares? <laughs> I feel like I should get the We Do Not Care sound if, effect, but I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, if Marvel made a movie, if they just made that but called it like Thor, Wine and Love, <laughs> it makes like a billion dollars. Marvel Marvel fans would love it. It'd
0: be like the multiverse of different wines. They they'd, they'd
1: say it was like the next Citizen Kane or something. <laughs>
0: Or or they tell us to turn off our brains and enjoy it for what it yeah, is. Yeah, they're just drinking wine and yeah, enjoy like, it. Like, like it's stupid. Enjoy uh, it. Like you, do, you seen? You... Have you seen Thor yet? Speaking no. of news, We're, I, I'm getting to that too, Dan. <laughs> don't don't you worry about that. Which I was gonna say. What have we been up to? So I mean, you go first, Dan. Because I've been up to a few things. Well, like what things you've been watching over the summer and like you know what's there's what's one big doing? thing I've watched. Well, I'll save for last ah, that I've been pestering enough. you about. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, he knows. Uh, I know. I've been
1: reading some things. I was reading some Anthony Bourdain, watching some Anthony Bourdain shows Watching some cooking shows recently. Because mm. all, the, all the Hell's Kitchen for, um, or Kitchen Nightmare, excuse me, for uh, the Britain show, it's on Netflix. Really? Just a lot of it. So Ooh. I'm just like, it'll just probably be like, okay, I'll watch this one. I love cooking one. shows. It, they're fun. I like, I like Gordon Ramsay. He's cool. Anthony Bourdain's cool. That's all I've really watched, cooking-wise. There you
0: go. Any, any other movies you've been to
1: the theaters to see? I've seen, um what have, what have i seen this summer i saw thor um i saw everything Everwell once again i haven't seen that yet mm. i got i don't know what else have i seen morbius but that was during the school year <laughs> we don't talk about morbius there was one i saw what else has been in theaters elvis i saw elvis
0: yeah what did you think of elvis i saw your letterbox review was very low mm.
1: well so austin butler did awesome first of all like he did a phenomenal job he actually sang for the songs like he did great i heard yeah. Uh, But all the things I was interested in, Baz Luhrmann would be like, okay, here he is dancing, all the girls fainting. Okay, now we're going to jump 10 years and have a crazy montage. But the montages looked okay. they looked cool, but like it felt like a seven-hour movie. Like Near the end, I was like, please let this be over.
0: I really enjoyed, for me, I thought it was the and best. And Tom Hanks ruined it for me. Uh, whoo, I thought it was the best musical biopic that I've seen in terms of capturing the spectacle, mm-hmm. you know, because, like, I mean, the Queen one, it didn't do a good job of making us, like, other than the Live Aid performance at the end, it didn't do a great job of making people understand how popular Queen was. Also, didn't they change a lot about the, Queen? I have the a lot of beef really about, about that. Like, I, I didn't know much about Queen. I watched that movie. Spoiler alert, guys. In that movie, they break up, and Eddie has... um. Eddie has um, is diagnosed with AIDS before the Live Aid concert. None of that happens. They didn't break up. They all went single and actually supported each other. And Eddie was... Or not Eddie. Excuse me. Freddie. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Freddie Mercury. He's talking about Stranger Things. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Freddie was not diagnosed until two to three years after Live Aid. I get it for dramatic effect, but it drastically changed it. Not minor details here. Like Elvis made a minor shift in not acknowledging the fact that Priscilla was 14 when, yeah. he, when she and Elvis met. Like that. that's... I don't know if it's minor, but you know what I mean? Like, it's not a complete change in their story. So, but I thought it did the best job of capturing the spectacle, but I agree with you because it was like, it, in my opinion, is a great movie that is weighted down by Tom Hanks. I think it would have been a lot better if it didn't have Colonel Parker going like, put the Christmas sweater on, put the Christmas sweater. (laughs) Not to mention, I've watched interviews of Colonel Tom Parker. Didn't sound like that. Like he had an accent, but it wasn't like cartoon
1: villain I, accent. I feel like he, he kind of had to have him in there to show that he was how much he was manipulating Elvis, which was like I, I was interested by it, but the execution really was wanting for
0: me. Yeah, that's fair. I thought Austin Bowes' performance
1: it, was oh, he was phenomenal. I dude, mean, like, he if he got Oscar an now. Oscar, I'd be okay with it. I doubt he will, but like, I, I think, think if think Rami if Malek foc- got uh, the Oscar for Freddy, in if he focused more on Elvis then it felt like a Colonel Tom Parker movie half the time.
0: I agree, and that's very frustrating to me because I think there's a lot of incredible things about Elvis' story. I think, you know, they kind of touched on his influences from African-American culture at the time, but there's there's a lot more you can go into that, really. And, like, there's a lot more you can go into the fact that, like, I think there was more discussed by the fact that people actually thought he was technically breaking segregation law mm-hmm. because of what he was doing. They, like, touch on it, but I'm like, there's a lot there to go into it. But I really think that, he did a great job of capturing who he was and just how much of a star he was cuz I have a funny story so um when I w- I visited my grandma in Destin uh, and she was talking about she went to see Elvis with a bunch of her like gal pals back in the 60s and she was like the one person who didn't want to go like she was like I don't really get what the, all the hype is about this Elvis dude cuz this was when he made his comeback and she said when they went to the concert he just started playing and she swears she blacked out and the next thing she knows she was on a chair screaming which, I mean, that, like, it's hard to fathom exactly how it was like, but the movie didn't really dramatize it. Like, i watched other videos of him giving performances. The stuff... My grandma saw him twice in concert.
1: Oh, oh, what'd she say? I mean, she thought he was awesome. I don't know if she blacked out and was screaming on a chair, but it was when he came to Mobile when, like, Ronald oh, yeah. Parker was yeah. like,
0: we won't go uh, overseas. We stay- we'll do 15 concerts, 15 days, and then your doctor will give you a bunch of drugs bad yeah.
1: bad doctor. I do you think there's a 4 hour cut that Baz Luhrmann has which I'm sure feels like 17 hours of watching. <laughs> so <laughs> do you think he shows the sandwich that Elvis eats in it once? Do You know about the sandwich? No, I don't. So Elvis near the end of his life, he was taking so much so many drugs and he was eating it, until obviously he got fat, right? Yeah. He was eating like every day he would eat this sandwich. It was like deep fried banana bacon. I don't think bacon's on it. Banana, peanut butter, sandwich. I like food, but that sounds gross. And, like, he'd he'd eat it. And then, also, near the end of his life, he'd take take so much drugs, he was constipated for five months. Like, he did not do number two for five months.
0: Okay, so I knew that he'd always had stomach issues, because, like, what was going on in his first performance, they had to give him that coke because he he had such an upset stomach issue. I knew that. I mean, it's just, you know, I think it's such a tragic story that was treated kind of lightheartedly in some points, and it wasn't... You know, it is fair, because... Nobody really knows what happened and who was doing it, right? Nobody, like, because even at Tom Parker's funeral, Priscilla made some funny jokes about it. And everyone's like, okay, do they like Tom Parker? But then a lot of Elvis's writers, because he didn't write any of his songs. He had writers. They talk about how much they didn't like Tom Parker. So it is very unknown because without Elvis to say, who really knows? But, like, it felt like it kind of, like, decided to go, okay, so we just won't take a stance on what's going on with his drug addiction thing. And it just kind of, like, skipped ahead and say, oh, now he's addicted to drugs or whatever. I I think...
1: If the movie were just the comeback special, like that section where he was in Hollywood, MLK got killed, assassinated, and then he does the comeback special, and then Bobby Kennedy gets assassinated, and he does "If I Can Dream." If it was just that like song that song, amazing, great song. Oh my lord! If he, if the movie was just like that, the whole time, I think it it could get best picture because that that section was I loved that. That section, section was
0: just. Jack awesome. Ray
1: Montgomery from Stranger Things. was in his
0: Yes, book. I know. I was like, oh my gosh, our guy. Look at that. Um, I will say it was funny because we went and I saw the Crescent Immobile and they had like that intro where the camera kept panning around Vegas and Parker and it was all like very like lucid and whatever. No, lucid is not the word, but you know what I mean. And um, my brother Jackson, his girlfriend Savannah was sitting next to me and she was like, just like, because I mean, it yeah, was so it's, much. It's, it's Baz Luhrmann. That Certainly man, that man threw
1: so many things that is craziness. I think it's a very flawed movie. That if you like Elvis, maybe go see it. I don't I, know if I a It gave me greater appreciation like, for Elvis. So the thing is, like the the days after, like the week or two after, I was thinking about like just Austin Butler doing it. I was like, wow, that movie's actually kind of good. And then then I thought hard, then, I was like, actually, it then wasn't you keep remembering Tom Hanks just flying just in there. Forget about all of Tom. Tom Hanks, Tom Parker, Colonel Parker in it. Yeah. And I only think about the good parts of Austin Butler being an awesome, doing an awesome job as Elvis. He so was, was like, amazing. He was actually kind of good, but it was not. He, was, would, he really wasn't mad I me. I, I gave it like
0: a. What did I give it on Letterboxd? You give it a two out, 2.5 out of 5. I, I gave it a 4 because I was thinking about all the good parts. And I just. But like the. Anyway, we, we can do an Elvis. We episode did it. I, I
1: did that, that immediately after. Yeah. Like, because we were. Me and Chris. Grayson and Herb also saw it with us. Right. Me and Chris were not happy. Yeah. Cause we were like, it could have been
0: so, so, so much better.
1: Cause Elvis is so interesting. Su- and I mean, he was such, such a, a big star. star.
0: Like he, I mean, like they talk about that Aloha from Hawaii thing. Rumors are that the number of 1.2 billion was, you know, fudged a bit. But like, he was. My the, grandparents have that album. He is the greatest solo artist of all time. He sold 500 million records, which is an absurd. Uh, including a, a six-year gap where he just didn't do music, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine how different his career and how different the numbers are. If the movie gave me a greater appreciation for him as a singer because I think, you know, his really popular songs don't really showcase his vocal range. Like, people think of Hound Dog, which is a good song, but it's not like... I think
1: of, I guess, Hound Dogs or Blue Suede Shoes, but, like, uh, if, uh, if I if can If I Can dream, dream, the
0: song at the end, Unchained Melody, which I've seen the actual... Unchained Melody, Suspicious Minds... uh. Can't Have Fallen in Love is also. Uh, it's very, very yeah. good. I agree. I think there's a lot of songs in it that, like, I mean, he won three Grammys all for his gospel albums. Yeah. Like, that dude had incredible vocal range. Like, cause. So I watched. Um, There's a performance that I'm, I'm going to send you the link to, actually, cause it's the song that they were. Do you remember in the movie when. Um, this turned into an Elvis episode. It has. Maybe we should cut. We'll cut this off, maybe.
1: After this, I have one more thing to say. Okay. Or one more thing to ask you to say your thing. Just
0: quick. there's this song, American Trilogy, that he sang in the movie. It's when he was all, when he fell down and they got him all drugged up and he started singing. It's all the orchestra. It's like incredible. And it, like, I it's just, I'll, I'll send the link. But he, he just really, it gave me appreciation for that. Anyway. There was also a Doja Cat and a Denzel Curry song in it,
1: which, like, I love Denzel Curry. I like Doja Cat. Maybe not after the Stranger Things thing. I thought much, that was an interesting choice. I don't think it fit very well. Like, I, I love Denzel Curry. The Denzel Curry one fit a little better. The Doja Cat one really... Like, that's how Baz Luhrmann did Great Gatsby, too, and I wasn't... I yeah. like Jay-Z as well, but, like, I really did not... I wasn't a fan of the Jay-Z stuff in Great
0: Gatsby. I thought they should have taken the Forrest Gump approach, which, for those who've seen Forrest Gump, they literally picked songs from each era and yeah. just did that, and it's why it's one of the best I get soundtracks why I, ever. Baz
1: Luhrmann kind of wants to do it to, like, feel, like, glamour I don't know.
0: It, I, it didn't why not really just work pick songs from that already incredible era? Of, so, like, why not put a B.B. King song in there? Well, B.B. King was played by Kelvin Harrison Jr., ah. great actor.
1: He was in Trial of the Chicago 7.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: Uh, he was in a movie called Waves by A24. You should check really? out. We'll check out. That movie has a really big tonal shift just halfway through the movie. Indeed. Really oh, Interesting. Good. interesting. All right. Cool.
0: Well, anyway. I think we'll still, We haven't even gotten to what you've been watching. I, I, I have. We have not. First of all, I've been working as a list writer for comicbookresources.com. Had a lot of fun actually, you know, one, getting paid for my writing. And two, mm-hmm. just, you know, I had one article that was viewed by 20,000 people. And I was like, that's oh, cool. wow. a Game of Thrones one. I don't know. It's, it's, a lot, it's been a lot of fun, though, really. I bet you can get one with 100,000 from this thing that you're going to watch soon. That I've been pestering you to watch. Oh, yeah! Actually, anime does the best at that website. There you go. Actually, um, and I've also I've still been watching ER. I I'm sorry. I I'm in season fourteen. It is so bad. You know, it's still gonna be there. Stanley Tucci is so just you're, showed up. So Why are he watching?
1: Here? You're watching something that's so bad when you could watch the arguably. I have the, to finish it, Davis. The best show ever made. I have to finish it. I I'm not exaggerating when it, this show Neon Genesis Evangelion is now my favorite show. I have to finish it ever.
0: Have you seen Breaking Bad?
1: Yeah, um, I think it's. I think I've not, but I think it might be Breaking Bad. It's much more philosophical and existential, fair, which fair, I fair. enjoy.
0: But I've still, I've still Very been good. watching that. Uh, also, The Boys. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that soon. Good, you, <laughs> Davis. The political satire is so on the nose. I think you'll find it hilarious. Yeah, and
1: all the all the conservative fans of the boys have just now figured out that it doesn't agree. Well, with they, them did cause they did
0: because they did because the QAnon shaman was in the last episode, so everyone was like, "Wait a minute, something's not right." Um, is h- I think you'll really like it, honestly. And it's you know it's anti MCU, and I know we're very yeah against that now. And also, I watched One Kenobi. I have not finished that yet. I don't have a Disney Plus anymore. <laughs> Whatever happened there? I mean, oh my gosh. I don't even. Want, we'll get into that for another episode, another day. But you've been reading any books? I've read some books. I've not. I'm waiting for a book. Uh, I have this six six book series called the Red Rising series, and the final book's supposed to come out soon. I'm kind of been rereading those to get prep for that because I really, really am looking forward to that. And the last one was 750 pages, so hopefully this one will be longer. I but. read a book called The Stranger by Albert Camus. Ooh,
1: very good. I can I don't want to like. I can't really describe the plot. It's Fair. a guy in Algeria. He's kind of weird. That's fair, but it's really good. It's all right, only like 120 pages. Ooh,
0: only 120. Okay, there big tonal shift
1: in the middle of it too.
0: Ah, Davis loves the tonal shifts. Yeah. Well, the boys don't have a tonal shift; just one tone the whole way. It's okay. but, uh, you, it's okay. I, I think you'll like it a lot. Maybe by the next episode, we'll have watched hey, the shows All y'all should consider watching
1: Neon Genesis Evangelion. If you feel
0: so inclined, I said consider.
1: So that's Alex should be doing it
0: soon. But the rest of you... I thought it was supposed to start,
1: like, last week. Okay, Okay.
0: you and Josie were both texting me about it. So here's the thing. I saw you get your team together. Uh, What does that mean?
1: I, (laughs) first of all, I got her to watch it. I know. Which I was like, you should watch it. And then she watched it all in one day. Oh. Which I did not intend for her to do. Oh. And apparently, so it's not a slice of life anime. was what she was kind of expecting. So sorry to disappoint there. It's a lot, it's really, it's serious. It has to do, it's, it has, like, the set piece of, like, the monster you're fighting the monsters thing like it, it, it's kind of like a satire. Not really. It's kind of like a juxtaposition of the anime at that time. I gotcha. I gotcha. Instead of it, like it has a set piece of fighting monsters, but in reality, it's about the characters. Okay. Like the last two episodes of the original show is in the mind of one of the characters.
0: Davis, I'm going to watch it. I'm, I'm sure telling, I'm gonna I'm not just it. telling you right
1: now. You're telling the people. It, w- it wasn't put on. I got Josie to text you to watch it, so it hurt When you I up. got
0: texts from both of you, I'm man, I'm about to turn off my phone. I cannot believe that. Maybe you should watch it. If I really wanted to sick the dogs on you for the boys, I could have. because. Which I will say, one thing for the boys, my dad, my brother, and myself all watch it, but we don't watch it together, and we barely talk about it because it's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. Mm. Um, you'll love it, though. I really think you will. <laughs> anyway, now... We can finally get to some the news. news segment before yeah. we get to Stranger Things. We'll actually, put. Th- I'm going to do this for the first time. We're going to put some time codes in here so you can look down and skip ahead to the time if you just want to get to the Stranger Things content. If you're just dying to I'll hear about Stranger Things. I'll put the time Stranger codes Things. down there. I'll put the time codes down there. So first and foremost, some sad news. James Caan passed away earlier this week at the age of 82. He starred in Elf, The Godfather, Misery, and Thief, among many others, and was truly a legendary actor. Honestly, he was great in Elf. I'll say it. Elf's comedy. Great performance by him. Uh But, of course... uh, very sad news to start off the week additionally davis lord of the rings the rings of power has another teaser trailer and it's just like so boring i don't care like <laughs> no it's like that like i'm i it, it gets the same vibe that kenobi game where i'm like okay darth vader is on my screen i should be excited it's like lord of the rings is on my screen i should be excited and i just don't it's so it just looks so uninventive like there's no nothing new it's just boring cinema today This is what Marvel has done to us. Well, we have some Marvel news at the Um, end that we'll get to. James Cameron, speaking of cinema, director of Avatar, has been going off for the past few days in a bunch of interviews and said this. I don't want anybody whining about length when they sit and binge watch TV for eight hours in an interview I think that's a fair point, but he said in a really condescending way I wasn't a fan of. I think the fact is with binge watching, you can also, the whole point of the thing is with a movie, you can't pause it and go to the bathroom. Binge watching, you can. That's why people have an issue with a four-hour movie. I get it. I do. I personally. That's why wa- plays have an intermission in the middle. Exactly. I'll watch any length movie. I don't really care myself, but I get why other people do. And I mean, to be honest, I don't. People use that complaining. It's Avatar. Avatar is not that long movie. It's shorter than Infinity War and Endgame, so it's not that long. Like. And. Again, I think he, he's very upset because a lot of people have just turned on Avatar all of a sudden and pretending that it's some uninventive story. It's not the most creative thing on the planet, but to act as if stories like Dance with Wolves haven't been done 30 times, yeah. like as if all the Marvel movies aren't pretty much of the same, not of the same story, but you no, know they, 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 they follow the same points. It, it is. But people are just randomly turning against Avatar like it's so uncreative. I think Avatar's a good movie,
1: but... The highlight of it was not the story. Yeah,
0: exactly. And that's they're and that's... looking
1: for something called unobtainium half the time. Yeah. So it, I think... it's the visuals of what people like. It's a cool world. The visuals are really good. The lore's interesting. The lore's some magnificent. People, yeah. Yeah. But the story's just like it's just dances with wolves in space.
0: It, it is, but like, it's people are all of a sudden getting so super critical, and I'm like, okay, guys, like, they're like, this movie did not deserve money because it looks mm, it looks yeah. bad by today's standards, but like in 2010 oh, it was insane. I remember no, seeing that. In nobody ever cuz people are like will pull up one CGI character versus Avatar and say look how much better Davy Jones looks than Avatar. People don't understand how difficult it is to do the entire yeah, environment one
1: character, but the whole Avatar was the whole like most of the characters the whole movie Exactly,
0: and it's it's honestly it's kind of easier to CG a character in a real environment. Some people like Sigourney Weaver as an avatar looks a little weird, but
1: like it still looks
0: good within the world. Yeah, exactly. It's just you know, it, it's cool. I, I like. i I'm a looking forward. Up. I'm looking forward to the sequel. I'll actually. see it in theaters. The trailer looked great. It looks visually just like anyway craziness. Uh, another trailer. There was a the first trailer for Amsterdam was released. The film is directed oh, looks- by David O. Russell and stars this cast. This, that looks awesome. I saw the Christian trailer. Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, John David Washington, Anna Taylor Joy. Taylor Swift, Mike mm-hmm. Myers, Robert De Niro, Timothy Oliphant, Zoe Zaldana, Rami Malek, Michael Shannon, Chris Rock, and more?
1: Yeah. How? Have
0: you seen the trailer for it? I have. It looks great. I saw it before Thor. That was probably oh, the, the highlight so of Thor. <laughs> Uh-oh. Just uh, <clears throat> saying. That's, yeah, so it looks, I mean, you know. Taylor Swift,
1: so I saw a photo, it was like, this photo of Taylor Swift just proves she's not going to be a good actor. <laughs> and, like, I... I don't disagree. I mean, like, I know it's kind of judgmental, but like I don't know. I'm not I'm not confident just based off the one screenshot we had of her.
0: Well, thankfully it has probably the most talented cast yeah. in recent memory outside of Oppenheimer. So I think it'll you be. Do you see fun. what Robert Downey Jr. looks like for that? Robert Downey Jr.'s in it? Yeah. And he's
1: I don't know if he I think he's wearing a fat suit. I doubt he's gained a hundred pounds, but like he looks like Dick
0: Cheney in Vice. Let me let me, let me see this nonsense. Hold up, hold up. People in, at home look this so up. Damn if you yeah, feel if you right feel now. like it if you feel so inclined um
1: i don't i don't see anything oh my goodness let me find it
0: yeah go ahead and find it i, don't, I like i don't Howard understand Downey
1: Jr. Oppenheimer
0: oh oppenheimer i thought you meant amsterdam oh no in oppenheimer
1: There was a photo of him really fat he's louis strauss oh there's a photo of him really fat or maybe oh my oh my gosh did you find it well he just looks really old i don't know if he's fat I saw a photo of him as him as Fab. I don't know if that's true.
0: Man, I, I, whatever. We'll see that when I'll see that
1: movie in theaters when it
0: comes out. We literally will both go see that. And
1: movie in um, um, Christopher Nolan, like the Batman. He did. He said it was an effing masterpiece. He
0: said it makes his movie look bad. And I'm like, Whoa. good, yeah. It okay. does. I agree. I, I, I don't necessarily agree, but well, um the director said it. Okay. You, you know have what? to agree. You know what? You know what? You know what? The Batman was good. We love it. Okay? Yeah. We, it, DC's uh, been people. Oh, people are
1: turning fans are saying the Batman was mid.
0: Yeah, they're turning on like people are like being so nitpicky cuz like I didn't like Alfred's one arc in a 3-hour movie. Um guys, rest of the movie might have been good. Just saying. Just saying. Um, I speaking of, of speaking of great movies, Minions: The Rise of Gru is sweeping the nation. Davis, the true the true uh, meme sweep. Is yeah, from this, Minions. Is you, this is how you this do it. Hundred and seven million dollar opening weekend in the U.S. the biggest for a family title since COVID began. Mm. This is how you harness the memes. Yeah, not gas. Oh, by the way, guys, uh, Sony got gaslit into putting Morbius back in theaters, and it made everybody wasn't available. Do it again, Sony. We'll go this time. It made eighty five thousand dollars on an opening day at a thousand theaters. That is eight hundred dollars pretty funny. 800 horrid.
1: I would horrid. like to just put a statement out there to condemn the kids showing up in suits throwing bananas at the screen. Actually, it's not $800, it's $80 per theater. Yeah. I wasn't going to correct you. My bad. Were uh, you gonna say that? Don't be throwing bananas at the screen. Don't be sneaking yeah. in trash yeah, cans of throwing, bananas. Come on. Their workers have to clean that up. Imagine if you were working at that movie theater and you had to clean up 100 bananas people had thrown at the screen.
0: That's a very that's a very good point. That's why Once I don't... You work in the customer service industry Yeah, that's why, you realize... that's why I don't
1: do anything to like bother workers. Yeah. Cuz yeah. I had to work in the sales industry. Exactly.
0: It, it, it ain't a fun time. It ain't a fun time. Uh, speaking of other other uh, movie news and trailers. The first trailer for The Day Shift was published. It's the strangest cast ever. Dave Franco, Jamie Foxx and Snoop Dogg. Mm. Uh, the, and the even stranger than that is the synopsis: A hardworking blue-collar dad who just wants to provide a good life for his quick-witted eight-year-old daughter. His mundane San Fernando or Fernando Valley pool cleaning job is a front for his real source of income: hunting and killing vampires. Awesome. In the trailer, it says, "I'm not kidding this." From the guys who taught John Wick how to kick butt. <laughs> It doesn't say but, though, but you know, I, I guess say the bad word. It's hitting the shelves of Netflix on August twelfth. I won't be watching. I won't either. I, I won't be watching. Uh, and we have three more bits of news, and then we're gonna get to Stranger Things again. We'll put the time code below. So I know Davis, you want this. Everybody wants this. An update on Riverdale, one of the most hated shows in the history of existence. Would you like Sabrina's
1: an boyfriend is in is in <laughs> Jughead's body, <laughs>
0: and then there and then he's evil or
1: something. I don't know. You missed the part where Archie
0: is invulnerable. Betty can just sense the energy of people, and Jughead is going deaf. You watch that? No. (laughs) Uh, But discussing film on Twitter (laughs) posted this. Hey guys, here's the update. After Cheryl resurrected Archie, Jughead, Polly, and Jason, and brought them back from heaven, as well as Tabitha, learning that she is Riverdale's guardian angel, and that Mm. baby Anthony is immortal in the next week's episode. They will return to the alternate universe called Rivervale.
1: And there's also... There was an episode or whatever where Jughead, in an alternate universe, was a writer writing the Archie That's comics. what they're in right now,
0: yeah. So, basically... There was an explosion in previous Riverdale, but wait, then... wait, 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 wait! Do we care about this? No. Let's... okay. <laughs> I, I'm not going to. You even can bother. Google it for yourself. I'm not even going to bother. We don't. I, look, I have no shame in admitting that I liked the first season. Of the show it was just a fun murder mystery. Now I watched
1: a whole video about it. It's
0: so bad.
1: <laughs> it's on the CW. What do you expect?
0: It's so like somebody said, it's a dream to be a Riverdale writer because you can just pitch anything. Yeah, they're just throwing anything at
1: the wall. <laughs> I watched a really so, good like four hour video about. I don't know if it was four hours. It was long. Wait, I but, watched that too. Yeah, it was good. craziness. That was a that really was, good, that video. Was
0: a good video. <sighs> craziness. Um, speaking of, of of other bad television and content that Davis and I hate slash don't care about, once Miss Marvel's finale airs this week, we will have officially had. Over 100 hours of MCU content. I'm gonna read this thing that I sent to between Alex. the movies and Disney Plus shows. Phase Four is also currently almost the same length as the first three phases combined. <clears throat> I know the tweet. Go ahead. It has a picture of what's her name?
1: Daenerys. What's her name? Da- Daenerys. Daenerys. It's, it's, yeah, it's that meme. She's doing like the face, like she's doing like, I'm I'm better than you face. It's, so shut up. It's the meme. She goes, and this person, Kamala Khan's war lawyer, so an MCU fan. They have a they have a Miss Marvel, uh, profile pic, but they're pushing too much content in- each year. It's tiresome, in a quote. And this is what they have to say: four shows and four movies each year is really not a lot, considering how much entertainment we consume. And you do know watching the MCU is not a chore, right? Like you can choose not to, or watch it at your own rhythm. And then it has the Daenerys like, "I'm better than you." You. F- Idiot. Yeah, almost, almost slipped up there. Photo. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, if you listen back, you'll be able to hear me start it. Whoa.
0: Um, yeah, like... First of all... Why are you all, so condescending in that? First of all, first of all, first of all, first of all. Marvel fan... Four shows and four movies by themselves each individually are not a lot, but watching, like, it's not like Stranger Things has 38 companion series. If Stranger Things had four accompanying movies that and you three had, TV shows- That you had to watch if you no. wanted to know what happens. I would watch it. I love Stranger Things. It's one of my favorite shows ever. I would not watch all that. That is crazy.
1: You have to watch, like, maybe you don't have to watch Moon Knight, but you're going to have to watch everything else if you want to know what's happening. Because people are just going to show up and be like, who are they? And they're like, oh, you got to go watch this. Show that wasn't good, or you got to go watch this movie that was pretty mid.
0: And like, I've been worrying about this because I want to do MCU episodes this coming year, but like, it's not feasible. <laughs> like, because in phase one, six films, 12 hours, not bad, yeah. We've, seen, two, I mean, we've seen them all. Phase two, six films, 12.7 hours, not bad either. Phase three, it expands 11 films, 24 hours, not terrible. I know why they expanded, you know. I mean, this universe is growing, but now phase four, which is halfway over, by the way. Is six films and she- seven shows for a total runtime of Davis? Just guess. Guess how many hours?
1: How many? How many? Say how many shows? How many? How many uh,
0: six films, seven shows, four hundred. No, that's too much. Davis, give an actual guess. Two hundred fifty-six. Give an actual?
1: Are you? Don't oh, okay. We, I'm sorry. Sorry. hundred. No, Davis. How much? I don't. I can't guesstimate this. It's
0: MCU's been hundred hours total, but Phase Four has been forty-nine hours. Dang. That is two days. I have some more tweets to read you. See what you think about this this is, this is part of a new segment Davis and I have come I've come up with that will be in next season's version of the show called The Ministry of Truth for the MCU. The tagline for it is Davis saying, it would be like 1984 for bad movie opinions if I was in charge.
1: It, <laughs> in, the MCU fans have like the, in Italy when they had uh, Mussolini's face <laughs> on the wall. See, 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 you know that? That's how yeah. it is. Truly unbelievable. This is a tweet. To watch a movie studio no longer have any incentive to make their movies well because they managed to weaponize their fan base to hunt down and viciously fight every possible critique of said movies like a pack of feral animals.
0: Like, there was that actual tweet where it said, I'm going to see *Thor: Love and Thunder, but just a reminder, this this is a comedy, turn your brain off and enjoy it that, for what all, it is. First of all,
1: terrible thing to say. And because, wh- what? You can criticize a movie, a comedy, that's so, like... <laughs> Like, Bad is a comedy, but it's also a great movie. Yes, there's there's great, amazing movies that are funny and know how to balance comedy and, don't and drama. Don't look up as funny. Yeah. Very dramatic. Knives Out, I'd say is Knives Out fun. is hilarious. Yes. That's, I'd say that's like a comedy drama. It is. Comedy mystery. And that's like, some would say a perfect movie. I'm not going to say
0: that. Yeah. It's a great movie, though. I agree. And I, I personally, you know... And Dan you was- look at that, and then you look at, like, Thor, Love, and Thunder, <laughs> which I have not seen... So,
1: so Taika Waititi has been like, have you seen all like the the things yes. he's like? Well, I don't know what they're really doing in the. the that sounds like Seinfeld. not Taika talking I can't really do it. Like he's like, he's just like, voice. I didn't know they were gonna put um a Thorn of a turn at the end. Like, like, does it? Was he not editing in the movie? <laughs> was he not in the editing room? First of all, the CGI looks terrible. The picture of oh my gosh, have you seen Heimdall's kid? <laughs> Me and Chris on the way there, I saw that and I went, Chris, look at this. He went, that's not real. <laughs> and then we got it there and it was real. And it looked like something in like a 2004 PBS show or something. <laughs> oh my God. We were laughing so hard when that happened. And then Thor says, he's behind me, isn't he? No, He says that. Not David, lying. Crit, like, I always said that just as a joke, just to make fun of bad Marvel writing, but it actually happened. And I'm sure Marvel fans were just like, <laughs> 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 me and Chris were like dying laughing in the theater. I'm pr- and Dylan Carval was in that theater with us, by the way. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure everybody behind us was like, "What's so funny to these two?
0: <laughs> I must say they should have been there. We watched Morbius. and One Rise more of Skywalker. tweet. One <laughs> more tweet. Palpatine is your grandfather. This tweet has a screenshot of <laughs> oh,
1: Thor: Love and Lord. Thunder. Thor: Love and Thunder on, um, Rotten Tomatoes and it has an 85 percent, of fan Audi- score. Bruh. And the tweet says, MCU fans will never get a The Dark Knight level movie because they're literally settling for mediocre. Well,
0: okay, I'll, I'll say this. Um, for for reference, Rotten Tomatoes' score system is also That's pretty true. broken. Like, a 3 a three out of 5 is good. A 3 out of 5 is a D, by the way. So,
1: uh, But I would also say, if we, if we don't even want to look at Rotten Tomatoes' score, just looking at, like, MCU fans on Twitter, and I know Twitter's not the best, but I think it's pretty representative of how MCU fans are. Maybe like the extreme ones, but like in general, MCU fans like the movies and they don't really look at it critically. They're just like, "Oh, just watch it; it's fun." I don't. We're never gonna get like a the Batman Marvel movie because they're just like, "Oh yeah, Thor: Love and Thunder is so good."
0: As yeah, as toxic and it's D- not. am sorry, it, <laughs> it is
1: not good. It is not. That's never heard. It is not. If you, they're,
0: they're, just go see it. So. I will say, um, you and I, we're big proponents of the, you know, the eat your popcorn idiot mm-hmm. um, tagline, and that is fine to enjoy a movie by yourself. Like, I enjoy Sharknado, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, I think those movies are fun. I and my family, we love watching, like, we love watching the Liam Neeson action movies that are just stupid. We love watching Independence Day, Armageddon, all those movies where our thing is we collectively just, you know, turn well, you, our brains off you, and, and enjoy But you can
1: recognize it. them as, like, this movie's not amazing,
0: and also, I don't hold it against people if they don't want it to. If, if you don't want to turn your brain off, I will enjoy it and watch that movie for that. But I'm not going to be like, "Hey, you have to do exactly what I'm doing," because not everybody likes dumb sci-fi movies like I do. Like my that's that's the difference of it. But the problem is, is people are like, "Hey, guys, remember you cannot you don't you cannot be critical. Enjoy it for what it is. First of all, enjoy it for what it is is the most mediocre statement in the history of like film discourse. Enjoy for are you kidding me?" Enjoy for what it is. If if you enjoy something for what it is, criticism goes out the window. So like, does
1: like interpretation,
0: or we love movies. We've talked about like we both love Knives Out, but we agree that they may have some flaws. There, yeah. we, we talk about how the dark imagine someone just like
1: just enjoy this famous painting for what it is. Don't look any deeper. Don't don't try to interpret it. Don't try to don't try to take your own interpretation out of it. Just enjoy it for what it is on the wall.
0: And it's so annoying. Because Starry that- night.
1: Joy for what it is. Because That's
0: where the MCU is headed because it's you know it's taken so many storylines and I think twisted them like the whole Tony's alcoholism thing that kind of just, you know, made it like well, a teehee donuts kind of thing. Yeah. At like- oh, Thor's fat. He has yeah. he has body dysmorphia, he's fat. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just it like if oh, they took Infinity it.
1: Infinity was- cones, a genocide, there's I a, heard there's an about ice cream cone thing. Chris and I did chuckle because, like, at first I was like, "Oh, that's kind of funny," but when you think about it, that's pretty
0: dark. Somebody tweeted, and somebody tweeted, it's like making a making a Holocaust themed yes. restaurant. And yes. I was like,
1: "Oh, um, like, in when you think about it, yes, that's exactly
0: what it is." Because in universe, Thanos killed half of hu- things. Yes, not just humanity, half of the known universe, and now there's a T. Of course, somebody said, somebody said, um. Well, you know, they also used the Infinity Stones and the Gauntlet to save everybody. I'm like, yeah, but we used a nuke to win World you War II. Doesn't mean we celebrate. I'm about to spoil Thor: 11 for you and everybody because I don't care. You can no, turn- don't, don't do that, Davis. No no, no 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 don't do that. I have an issue. I'm, I'm,
1: do I need to turn mics? No no no. Listen, you, we can put a timestamp. I'm, I'm gonna put a timestamp. We can put a timestamp. i put a timestamp. But stamp. there's an issue. This 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 movie brings a huge gigantic plot hole into the into everything. Would you like to hear it? Sure. So Excellent. in the movie, the MacGuffin in this movie, because Christian Bale, Christian Bale's fine in it. By the way, he's pretty. Right, yeah. I think he does. well. We love Christian Bale. He's never had a bad movie. So literally. what he's going, he's trying to do is he's trying to get to eternity, which eternity. is in the center of the universe. Mm-hmm. And whoever gets there first is granted any wish they want. So he could wish away like all the gods to be dead or get the that. Powers, yeah, that's yeah. what he was going to do, right? Yeah. yeah, right. And the way to open it is with the Bifrost. For whatever reason, don't know. It just is, right? Huh. So why don't in Infinity War, or Endgame, they go to Eternity and wish for so everybody does Thor, back. does
0: Thor, like, know about it? Yeah, he was like, oh, Eternity.
1: Like, he, he, he wasn't like, what's Eternity? He was like, oh, he's going to Eternity. We can't let him do that. So he's aware of Eternity because he goes to, like, the god pantheon and he meets Russell Crowe doing a weird Greek accent. Like, why not just go find out how to open Eternity, use the Bifrost, and go,
0: like, I wish Thanos never existed so everybody's back. Which the st- Stormbreaker does summon the Bifrost. Yeah. There you go.
1: And I'm sure MCU fans are just going to be like, no, eat your popcorn. Eat your, eat your popcorn. The thing is when you say eat your popcorn, I'm partially I'm talking about like when you're in the movie, don't be like, well, I don't really know about this. Just watch the movie and then critique it after. That's partially what I mean. Also just like eat your popcorn.
0: It's also just a bit.
1: Yeah, it is a bit. Because
0: <laughs> we, we did say your- I got your, that from we, Jack
1: because Jack <laughs> says that because you because I'll be like, what was that? He's like, eat your popcorn. It's
0: just like a, it, I remember <laughs> the episode. We just like we we just kept saying. Then you said, eat your idiot popcorn or what? Because it was the Justice League movie. Yeah. That movie. Um. Okay. That.
1: Yeah. It kind of ruins, uh, Endgame. If you think if you think about it more than taking it as it if you, is if you use your brain if you apply if you apply this new precedent that you have to pass oh things, that's bad yeah that's that's really bad actually yep and also Thor's so stupid in this movie I heard it's very annoying I but heard. that's have time for another t- talk for another time
0: Forty-five minutes of news talking about Elvis. <laughs> I hope you this guys been enjoy- Elvis Look, Thor, a, Stranger. It's things a special episode. episode. It's a special episode. Got a lot um, to get off
1: my chest from. We, we do. like Thor. One more thing about it. Sorry. <laughs> I, this movie really beat me off. I, we're allowed to say that. There you were not You can cut it out. You can bleep it. Okay. This movie really perturbed me. How about that? There you go. You can. We can. I said something before that we had to cut out. Um. <laughs> 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 Go ahead, Davis. So Chris and I saw it. We didn't like it. Okay, I mean that's no surprise. Yeah, there was, uh, it
0: was like I knew you. I'm still surprised you like Multiverse of Madness, but didn't like this. But we, we well, talk Multiverse of Madness has a lot is of issues.
1: But thing. like, it's interest. Like it's something different from fair, the rest of the MCU. Fair, fair, fair. It I, has interesting stylistic choices. Still really flawed. I'm not gonna say it's a like amazing movie, but like it's different than the rest of the MCU. Okay, right. That's fair. That's that's why well, that's I enjoyed good. it. And it's Sam Raimi, who's fun, right? That's a good point. He brought some he brought some style to it. But um we saw it and then we saw it at three, because we were just driving by like, let's go see it right now. And then later that day, we like could hardly remember what happened. And then the next day, I was like, Did I see Thor? I genuinely was like, I might have dreamed that last night. It was that forgettable to me. I'm sure Marvel fans love it. Good on you, I guess. But like as someone that enjoys never mind. I'm not gonna say that. As someone that enjoys good movies, I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> there was a few parts that I was like, okay, that's kinda the ending was kinda cute.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um I didn't like it though. I would give it like a two. Um based on all that. I mean, like, it's just a mediocre Marvel movie. And then
1: like if it, this was like just if this was just a standalone movie, like, maybe give it low, or give it, like, me wanting, me hating it so, not hating it, me giving it, like, so much, like, scorn is because it's part of this bigger issue that the MCU is presenting. That's fair.
0: So I've seen a couple of things. Um, I see one that Chris Hemsworth said in an interview that the story was sacrificed for jokes.
1: Okay, so apparently that might have been for a four-hour cut of it, but also I feel like that also just applies to the movie if you watch it.
0: It might be. And also, was there a thorough return? Uh, yes. Okay, so apparently Taika Waititi yeah, and Chris both that. said, um, what? So yeah, this is great. Totally, totally love it. But yeah, 49.5 hours. We're going to do MCU episodes uh, this upcoming year, but I think we may have to put push Phase 4 until, like, after Christmas breaks, we have the time to watch all that. Thankfully, we've watched some of it. I'm not going to rewatch some of these things. I'm going to rewatch most of it because I, I, want, I want to have those details in, in place in case there's anything I notice. But I have a lot of Phase 4 to watch. I've seen, like, maybe half of – no, not even half of Phase 4. Um, last bit of news, Davis. 48 minutes in. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope. Th- th- look, this is this is the Alex and Davis experience. We had a lot to show. get off our chest. We had a it's a while. It's really been a while. We've been texting back and forth, but it hasn't been like doing the show uh, directly in front of each other. Davis, that was brilliant, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the Duffer Brothers will produce and direct a live-action series adaptation of Death, Death Note yeah. for Netflix. I don't think.
1: I don't That's s- a good idea. Well, they already made a live-action Death Note. With Willem Dafoe, is, I've never watched Death Note. I haven't either. But the m- live-action movie apparently was not good. And I feel That's like what I heard. So the thing is, they already tried to make a live action Cowboy Bebop.
0: I heard that too. And I heard which it was also bad. was
1: very bad. Cowboy Bebop's from what Chris. Chris is a big fan of the anime Cowboy Bebop. Apparently, it's really, really good. But like, why do we have to make a, a live action of this cartoon? You could just car, excuse me, anime. I, that was kind of disrespectful to me. Anime that you can just go watch. Watch a better version of it. Why do we have to like Duffer Brothers are
0: good, but like why? Give them, make them do, let them do their own original thing again, or give them like. A Better property, and speaking of bad remakes, um, the train to Busan English remake has been uh pushed back hopefully to eternity because I, I forgot about that. I don't want that to happen, just
1: yeah, just, just go watch Train to Busan. If you really want an English, I'm sure you can find an English
0: dub somewhere, or better yet, or just watch it with subtitles, experience something different.
1: Come on, our, Read. Foreign, our
0: foreign film expeditions are here for a reason, guys. If you can't
1: read, learn the language. How about that? Oh, there you go. Learn something. Duolingo. Experience something
0: other than than what you're used to. It's yeah. really good for you. If I see the English version of Train to Busan, we're gonna have some beef, some serious beef, Davis. I can tell you, you're getting very, you, you know, you guys. If you're so inclined, watch the subtitles.
1: <laughs> Just yeah, like I mean, like if you're watching in an anime and you're watching the dub, I'm not. I'm not. Like I don't. That's okay. Like, I prefer to watch it in sub, but, like, if, if you'd rather watch an English remake, a, a, a poor English remake of a better foreign movie, that's where I have an issue. Yeah, that's fair. I
0: agree. I agree. That's fair.
1: Like like when uh, Spike Lee remade Old Boy with I Josh Brolin. that. Yeah. Eesh. Not as good. It just, yeah. like, the English remakes just missed the entire points of the film, that's as a, most American things do.
0: That's fair. That's fair.
1: Well, there you had it, guys. Media literacy is an all-time at an all-time low in America. We're we're currently struggling. <laughs> right America now. as a whole is just, you know, just <laughs> okay. Okay I, mean, okay. I think I think the media is kind of reflecting it. Fair enough. Anything else you want to go off your chest, Davis? Uh, it, it might come out during Stranger Things. It might come knows?
0: out during Stranger Things. That's a good point. So again, well, we got our trivia too about Stranger Things. We do that at the end. We we'll do that at the end. Okay. okay. Let's so let's end. get into Stranger Things. <laughs> Finally, 51 minutes into the episode, or about actually be like more of like 48 minutes. This is a good time. Okay. So, again, we're doing Stranger Things. Our focus will be on Stranger Things for. However, we will certainly jump back to previous installments throughout the episode, as well as the future of the show and fan reactions, I'm sure. Doja Cat included. Doja Cat included. The show has been nominated for 38 Emmys across the first three seasons and has won seven in total. It has. Five season one wins, one season two win, and one season three win. It has won the Outstanding Sound Editing Award three straight times. That's good, yeah. good. The, the sound design of Stranger Things, that's one thing I'll say about Stranger Things just off the bat. Where the plot of the show may be thinner or mm-hmm. getting thinner, the execution is so good. Yeah. Like the cinematography is never lacking.
1: CG is pretty good most See, of the time.
0: Makeup is getting better every year. What they did to make Millie Bobby Brown shave even though she didn't shave her head, you know. She didn't? That was CG. Really? Interesting. It was good, wasn't it? I know that. I know. Because yeah, she she was like, Okay, guys, I don't wanna I could do that when I was, you know, this was my breakout role, but now it's kind of not feasible for yeah. which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I don't blame her. I wouldn't want to shave my head. Because like her hair did not grow up for a long time, like till it actually became the length it is now. So yeah, like this. CG's good, the is good, like the parallels of them biking in the real world and the upside down and the camera going through. I do always through. like when it like goes,
1: to the, like so goes through the ground or whatever you so want to call good. it. So good. Big fan. So
0: it's it's like that uh, that shot in Hereditary when he follows yes. the casket. So, such a good shot. Whoever first did that, thank you.
1: Because... MCU I'm, fans watching Hereditary be like, where's Thor?
0: <laughs> Stop it! Stop. Stop. Oh, Glibly Glob's going to show up. It's going to go crazy. <laughs> Oh, uh, pa- is Payman? Is he a superhero? Um, ah! <laughs> Payman <I'm>... will return. <laughs> we, we gotta stop, Davis. No, I think some of our listeners may be MCU fans, and
1: here we are. I think it's okay to be a fan of the MCU, but there's a difference between a like a, a we'll, fan we'll, and a stan. Yeah, we'll call it a stan from now on. To differentiate. well, I know if you're into the stan, show, Corinne is a huge Spider-Man stan. I am too. That's maybe funny. not stan. I'm a big Spider-Man fan, but like <laughs> which. If you if you're if you're an MCU apologist, if you're running so much interference for them that they don't have to make good movies. I got an issue. We're do- okay, Stranger Things. <laughs> MCU might come up again cuz I do have some issues with Stranger Things 4 that I am going to link to the MCU. Oh my god. I will just be ready.
0: I might turn off your
1: microphone. I sh- uh, <laughs> I'm a fan of <laughs> I was a fan of Marvel as a kid, but MCU, you know, <laughs> but really. But yeah,
0: so season one one for outstanding sound editing, outstanding single picture editing, casting, duh. Yeah. Uh, Main title theme music and main title design. Ooh. I love like the theme music. Oh, that's that, that's that <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of similar. I'm trying to think of what it's like. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The big yeah. sense. 80s yeah. like I like how it has like a VHS uh, tint on it. Mm-hmm. I, I always like that. Some people are like, oh, that's so dumb. I'm like, that's creative. I like it better than, you know, most title sequences that are dumb. Um, and then, I mean, I'm not going to go through the whole cast, but it's abs- it's absurdly you know it. Everyone Right. It. It's created and written by Scott and Ross Duffer, the Duffer Brothers, and Sean Levy has also played a big role as a producer and director, even directing episode four of of this season, Dear Billy, which Sean Levy being he's just a guy. Like I, I don't I know, really know name. what he's done recently, but he's been really involved hey, with so? Stranger Things. Um, Sean is spelled S H A W N, and then Lee. Levy is L-E-V-Y. Might be Sean Levi, I guess. He produced a rival? Ooh. Yeah, he's in stuff. I know this guy. He's, he's a big producer, uh, and he's, again, working with Strange Things. He's been a big part of getting that show off the ground at, excuse me, at Netflix. Yeah. That's the guy. And he. He's in 9th Museum. He is, isn't he? And he just worked on Free Guy, actually. Like he's the,
1: I think he's the dad to Ben Stiller's son in it. Oh, my gosh. you're he? the
0: stepdad. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, he is, he is. But yeah, so he plays a big role and he's had some really good episodes. Again, episode four being Dear Billy, which... Which one was that? That's um, when they start running up that hill, Davis. Okay. I get it. K-Bush. Funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um... But, yeah, so I won't go through the whole cast. Millie Bobby Brown's been a two-time Emmy nominee for his, her, her performance as Eleven in season one and two. David Harbour has also received two Emmy nominations for his performances in season one and season two. There's all the original cast is back with some new group. You've got Jamie Campbell-Bower as Henry slash one slash Vecna. Mm-hmm. Mason Die as Jason Carver, the worst character in the history of the planet. The star who he's the Hawkins High basketball player. And oh, yeah. The, Boyfriend of Christy Cunningham. Eduardo Franco as Argyle, which I like is Argyle. Lot. Yeah. He was funny. Uh Amy Beth Magnulke as Vicky. Oh, that's uh that I know we know who Vicky is. Uh Joseph Quinn is Eddie Munson, the breakout star of this season. Grace Van Dyne as Chrissy Cunningham. Elodie Grace Orkin as Angela, actually the most the worst character ever. And Matthew, was Angela. Uh that was the girl that bullied Eleven for like two episodes. Oh, God. I hated her. Yeah, I did, too. I forget. Terrible. I, the, thi- the that whole month in between kind of yeah. We'll, we'll we'll certainly talk we'll get about into we'll that. talk about that. Matthew Modine returns as Dr. Martin Brenner somehow. Um but yeah, so you all who watched Stranger Things, you saw it as well they, they released in two strange parts. Part 1 releasing on May 27th, seven episodes and then waiting until July 1st to release the final two. I have no idea why, except I did hear that the Duffers were even finishing up VFX yeah. shots the day before.
1: I, I saw a guy, a guy on like a, on YouTube that was theorizing that they were had different endings depending on what the internet was talking about. I heard, I heard that too. Which because, like, I could see that, but I, I don't think I don't see that being very feasible shooting wise.
0: I, I, I yeah, I agree with that. I do think they did. <clears throat> take a lot of um, impressions from the audience. For example, like Kate Bush's running up that hill was more infused into the final two episodes. Like, it's even in, like, the main, like, score for the final episode was, like, the yeah. like they, they did that and stuff and whatnot. So I think that was clear because, by the way, Kate Bush now has 43 million monthly listeners on Spotify. Are you serious? Wow. No, go, go look. What was it before? Do you um, have a stat on it? I know it probably I don't you- know what was- it was before, but Elvis is 12 million. For reference, and Elvis is, you know, like, okay, so I had a fun Holy time. There was some star that I found that was equal to her, and I can't remember who it was. Jack Harlow. No, no, what? It might be. <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah, let's go Jack Harlow. Yeah, he has 46 million monthly listeners. Look at that. I know, I know, my, I know, my, I you know my stats. You do, you do. And Kate Bush is 44 million monthly listeners now. Running Up That Hill has 400 million listens. It is by far her number one song.
1: Apparently, Taika Waititi <laughs> planned to use Kate Bush songs in Thor before Stranger Things ruined it, he said. If anything, it made it more popular. Um, but I mean, like, then they would have been like, oh, they're doing a Stranger Things thing.
0: Oh, yeah, okay, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, So, yeah, they did that, and I, I think that's part of the reason, but I still think waiting that long was kind of a mistake. And we, we both agree, though, that gap, that one-month gap yes. was bad. Yes. Do a weekly model. Now, I understand the weekly model is a bit difficult because they were Make doing- two weeks. They were doing Friday. They would have been competing with the boys every Friday and other shows. I think it probably would have done fine. It, it would have done fine because it's a different audience. not it's not much of an overlap. That's true. That's fair. That's fair. But, like, I don't know what, who thought this idea was a good idea. Like, who thought I- I mean, episode I, seven had a good ending, and it ended on a good note. Like, it was as good, but every episode that they do ends on a cliffhanger. That's how they, that's how... That's they, how they get you to binge They've masked, like, literally the Duffers mastered the binge model. Mm-hmm. They, like, have perfected it down to a science at this point. And the fact of the matter is, is that, like, that gap, it kind of killed all the momentum. Like, I was excited. I was still going to watch, but it wasn't, like, I mean... Like I started during the middle of the binge when episode 4 happened and Max had that incredible yeah. scene. I mean, I was like wired to my chair wanting to see the next episode and wanting to keep cuz it was so good. Because again, we've talked about it. The Duffers have mastered so many elements. You know, I, I mean, have, has there ever been a show that has done such good at casting? Who is a bad cast in the, in this in this show really? I don't know. That has not at least evolved. I cuz I think I think um Caleb McLaughlin as Lucas was kind of a thin character for the first two seasons. Wouldn't you say so?
1: I don't. I'm not a big fan of Mike, but I think that's kind of on purpose. Like Finn Wolfhard does fine, I guess. I I think he had a lot stronger
0: moments in the first two seasons. I think his character's been kind of thrown to the side. His little speech at the end of the season, I was not a fan of. I was all right with it. I was not. I was not a fan. It made sense. It made sense for their characters. I I was more annoyed with Will's, you're the heart, keep going, which I was like, is this Riverdale? What is this? The
1: speeches in this one weren't amazing. That's fair. That's fair. Rob Morgan's in it. He's just in it every once in a while. Who's that? Rob Morgan, the actor. He plays the backup sheriff or the deputy sheriff.
0: Oh yeah. Even I'm that guy. Fan of Rob Morgan, he's cool. Even that guy. Like Great actor. Exactly. exactly. He's just in it. He's just there every he's once in a that- while. He's just there. Um I mean it's just like everything with the cast I think is so, so great. But let's talk about this season, Davis, because this, you know, it's been many years in the making, obviously. And it has to follow up season three, where you know Eleven doesn't have her powers. Hopper <laughs> is allegedly dead. But we learn that he's not dead at the end of season four. You and you learned at the end of the, you learned it at the end at the end of season, end of season three, three. I mean, like, sorry, yeah. at the end of season three. Yeah, you you know because they say no, not the American. You can assume, and uh, Eleven will, and the buyers often move away because they're like we can't keep staying in Hawkins because look what happens. And it's you know it's a significant change and it's significant shift. And I thought. This was the best season of tying the villain, at least into the story. I thought season three kind of had the loosest connections, like, oh, random gate under mall, how the Russians do that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, but the oh, rest... it's was just because the mall was a front. Well, yeah, but like, how do
1: they get the gate? They probably, I don't know, they made it. I, don't know. I thought it was because, I don't know. Well, don't it know, they... said it in this one, like, he, no, no, Vecna opened it and then Elle closed it.
0: Well, yeah, in season two, she closed it, but in season
1: Well, no, no in this one, Vecna was like, I opened that one. But you, because he wanted her to, he mentioned it in this one. Okay, fair, fair. Because fair. he he opened it somehow or something. That's fair for her to mess with and do the thing that he was doing this season. But she yeah. closed it. Or okay. She yeah, she closed it.
0: Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I thought that it did the best at tying in the villain to make him. This was the most real villain i would say where the mind flayer is just big glob and i think season three did a really good job of that with billy being essentially the the vocal piece Mm -hmm. of it i think that was their best version of it by far season one kind of had the least villain it was more just an expansive story but since then they've been building up the villain i just i i really liked this season a lot i hated the streaming model that got released and i thought volume two kind of fell a little flat because of that but i really really liked this season i thought there were so many improvements for me, story-wise. Like, for one, uh, Lucas and Max's storyline, I've hated it in Season 2 and 3. I really didn't like it at all. Like, I thought it was kind of stupid in Season 2, and I thought it was very melodramatic in Season 3. But, like, they both just took such a huge step forward, both acting-wise. I think Sadie Sink deserves an Emmy nomination, in my opinion. I think that's one of my most—one of the things I hate about award shows, that they just suddenly— Act like once they've been nominated once, like their performance got any worse. Mm -hmm. Like Millie Bobby Brown got nominated season one and season two, but like has has she been worse in season three and four? I wouldn't say so. You know what I mean? I think Sadie Sink was awesome this whole year. I I think this whole season. I think putting the focus on her was a great choice. I I agree. I think I think she has a big future. And whatever she does, I, mean I she think really does. I think this whole cast really does. I think they've all stepped up to the plate. I think Noah Schnapp had a really really good. Uh, I feel like as well. of all of them
1: that probably don't have the best chances are Noah Schnapp and Finn Wolfhard to me. That's fair. Like they're they're good in this, but like I feel like Sadie Sink and Caleb McLaughlin. Though
0: for fairness, Finn is the one who's getting a lot. Of, he was in Ghostbusters yeah. Afterlife and he was in It Chapter like One.
1: Like I just don't find him that appealing as an actor. I think his writing I don't, has waned. I don't think, he can, re- I don't a think bit. he can really do like a serious thing. But I'm not sure if that's what he wants to do. I
0: think season two and season one was a lot better display of his I ability than hated now. Needed him. I didn't. The character in season like all he was so annoying because I didn't like, really mind
1: him. His character was just like all he did was whine. Well, he I mean, made it about him. He's like oh, ew oh you don't like ew ew it's the only about oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> he made me so. <laughs> I did not feel nah. so strong about. It. I did not know that you felt so strong. He really about aggravated this, any of the seasons. I mean, like I guess that was his character, and Finn Wolfhard did fine because he really made me dislike his character. Fair
0: enough. Fair enough.
1: All right. But yeah, I I'd also like this season. I have this might be the season I have the most
0: issues with, but it is because I've watched it recently. Interesting. I don't know. I think. I mean, what what are some of those issues? Because I I got a lot uh, down here as well. So.
1: I like season 3 cuz it was kind of different like Elle lost her Power. A lot of people don't like it actually. I, I I remember I enjoyed it. I enjoyed like the things happening. I I like the introduction of
0: Maya Hawk's character, Robin. Yes, Robin is so Maya, really good. Maya Hawk, the daughter of Ethan Hawk and Uma Thurman by the way, yeah. which once you hear that, you're like like I even like I paused it when I was watching. I was like, "Dad, that's the daughter of Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawk." He looked and he's like, "Oh my god." <laughs> Like, yeah, I love
1: Ethan Hawke. Love Uma Thurman. I love Maya Hawke. Maya Hawke. She, I like good. the Joe Keery uh, Maya Hawke like dynamic duo. Joe in the Keery's show.
0: chemistry with literally every character on screen yeah, is kind of ridiculous. And he was in that
1: movie where he was like the Uber driver that went like.
0: Yes, that's that crazy movie. Uh, I heard it wasn't super good, but it was. He was really good. Yeah, and cool. he was also a free guy as well. Oh, uh, no, I actually, that. so I seen that. it was. He was pretty. He was pretty all right. He's great. Like that actor, he just has like a natural chemistry. Like not. He's also an, a musician. Oh, yeah, he, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. He's got, like, B-Joe or something like that? Interesting. I'm not sure this I did not one. know that. He just has an, a charisma that, like, is yeah, kind of, cool. you know, infectious. Anyway, I feel, I feel like he'd
1: be fun to hang out with. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Um, I just, like, like season three, I liked... Dackard Montgomery was awesome in it, obviously. Like, yeah. he was just, like, so despisable. He
0: was such a great addition. And
1: then, like, he had the redemption at the end, which was nice. Even then, like... But you still don't... Like, he did so well of making you just hate Billy. Yeah great job. Which well, they did a
0: great job of writing him as an evil character. Yes,
1: I could get. I could harp on some Stranger Things
0: fans. I, about I know about that. that. Maybe we'll get to that at the we'll end. We'll that, save we'll that, that, that for later. yeah. Go ahead though.
1: And like uh, I liked the mind flayer, like ha- like the plot of it. He was like like getting things to like so he could or it could make itself into a Expand, physical form. It was yeah. cool. I liked the story. I liked the set piece of the mall. Very 80s. I and agree. the thing is with the nostalgia. Nostalgia bait—how it's a big, big thing in Hollywood right now to get you with nostalgia. Uh, Stranger Things just as, just does is like, oh yeah, this is the thing because it's the '80s. It's not like, oh, look at this because it's the '80s. It, they could be like,
0: you're like Luke Skywalker with the lightsaber, dude. But they're just like,
1: let's go see Ghostbusters later.
0: Yeah. Because it's in theaters right S- now. So some people got really mad because apparently they made. Dustin's costume in one of the episodes, based on some popular movie, and they're like, "Oh my god, that cheap nostalgia trick." And I'm like, "That's not a cheap nostalgia trick, in my opinion, because I didn't notice yeah. it." That's just like, why not be? Would you rather them just wear generic costumes? If he maybe he likes the movie, that's like, yeah. Well, like, as a people, kid, I'm sure people get so angry at the Dover stuff like that. and I'm like, okay, guys, I think I'm they do sure it a like, lot better than a, a ton lot of, of people, other things. Literally, like,
1: like the thing in
0: season three where they're like, "New
1: Coke." Oh, and he drank. You're like, I kind of like it. That part I was kind of like, uh, oh, that's that's kind of yeah, it's kind of tongue in cheek. It's kind of fun, but like that's probably the most in your face it has been.
0: Like Robin and um Steve could be working in a blockbuster. Yeah, but see, they didn't do that because they're working a little mom and pop. They're working in a, in a video store, which yeah. is what the '80s was by the see, way. And you just see movies there. Yeah, I think it's I think it's fine. And like the the Fast Times discussion is I mean it's probably what people talked about back then. Yeah, because my mom really great. likes
1: Fast Times. Written on High, I think. Or she likes the soundtrack of it at least. What are you looking like that for? Do
0: you not get the bit? What? Cause, do you not remember the joke? Because the reason Robin thinks that um, I haven't seen the movie. No. Okay. Well, there's a scene where one of the characters just literally takes off her bikini top. Oh, I haven't. Wow. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it was like very infamous because you know the '80s was such a clash of cultures yeah. of like class of censorship versus non. So, because the joke in Stranger Things is when Vicky returns it. It's paused at that moment in the movie, so that's how you tell if someone... Okay, So you said that's your mom really liked it,
1: and I was like, uh-oh! Well, I mean, she likes the soundtrack.
0: No, yeah, 80s soundtracks are all
1: so or, good. No, is that a different one? No, I think it is that one. I don't know. You might be, I mean... There's, there's another there... one that she liked the soundtrack of. I had Jeff Goldblum in it. Is he in Fast Time, Ridgemont High?
0: No. I'll find out. Oh, you! She might be talking about like the Big Chill. Yes, my mom loves that movie. Like not soundtrack about that too. We're gonna have to get we're gonna have to get our moms to talk about that. Well, they, they both grew up in the '80s. They, they, there you go. There they you go. go. Um, uh, yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> that was just funny because I was like, "Whoa!" What? Does, it, and then you didn't realize joke. I was like, "Ah, David." We're okay. watching the show. People, people at home they think. Um, funny. Yeah, I agree. I think they handled the nostalgia well. Again, like they didn't throw them in a blockbuster, and they didn't, you yeah. know, like they didn't have Captain Marvel crash into a blockbuster. Mm. Oh, it's a blockbuster! <laughs> oh my God! I know see? what that is. I know it because we're we're in the '80s. Oh my God! I know what that is. <sighs> um, like, I, yeah, I think they handle it just fine. Like, I really don't mind it at all. I think the Ghostbusters, like, it's realistic. Like, it's not who who didn't dress up as Ghostbuster when, like, they, yeah, there's like a
1: scale. Like at the end of the in your face thing is like World War Z, where he drinks the Pepsi and he like turns it to the
0: camera and he goes, <laughs> <sighs> or or the Mark Wahlberg or, cracks open the the Bud Light yeah. on. A, or, or you can, like, you that scene.
1: Captain Marvel crashed into Blockbuster. Those are at the, those are at the like, the egregious level. And then, like, Stranger Things is, like, I'd say pretty far over to the
0: left. Like, they're, they're chill. Like, I think it's one just, of the characters... It's, just, dre- it's
1: in the 80s, so you can't just not have yeah. things.
0: And, like, I think one of the characters dressed like Marty McFly is like a nice homage. I'm like, yeah, fun. go right ahead. Yeah, cool. It was literally the st- the whole point of that of Back to the Future 1 is that he's dressed weird because that's the style of the 80s. Anyway... Yeah. I, so, what are some other what are some problems that you had? So,
1: um, the biggest thing for me is like the explanation scenes. Yeah. Every time one happened, I was like, I I feel like I didn't. It's just me, at least. I didn't need them. Like I felt like, and I know there's a lot of younger kids watching it. Maybe I'm not even sure about that. It's it has it has a large audience. And I know. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Uh oh. I know there are people that might need them. I'll say that. Fair. For whatever reason, and I'm okay to to make sure more people can see a good show. I can live with it, but it they still bothered me. There, there are a lot. Um, I think. Because that- it's just like they'll have like something will happen and they'll be all sitting there like, what do we do? And someone goes, I got it. And they go, you know that thing? And they're like, what? I don't know. what you're talking about. They're like, no that thing. That and then they're like, this at the lake. The thing, 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 thing. And they're like. Oh, he's like, no, you don't get it. The thing, the thing, the thing. And then they're like, oh, we got it. And then it cuts to them going to the plan. I'm yep. like, the first in the first season when they were doing the first, second season, i was like, oh, that's fun. But then like they do it consistently, like every time it's the same setup for the scene. The biggest one that I was like, I finally was like, I am, like I was like I was tolerating enthusiasm for it. But then when they were at the gas station and Elle was about to get in like the sensory deprivation tank or whatever, and she went like and she drew on the thing, she was like, so here I am. And here's Stady, or here's uh, Max. Max, I go inside her and inside Vecna, and they're all like, "Oh!" I was like, "Okay, I'm done. This is it. This is this is the one. I can't do it anymore."
0: <laughs> I rolled. I, I like. I rolled my eyes. I, I agree. I think in previous years, you know, the chemistry between the cast and the writing has carried those scenes to where it's okay because there's enough creativity. You know, whether it was like, like in season two, there's the explanation and the season two one where they like.
1: Where she like sees all the drawings and she puts them together to find the thing. That's awesome. That's yeah, cool. or like or season. Or season like, one where she like makes the makes the the, the alphabet. Yep. Yeah, that's or cool.
0: or season two when they're discussing their plan at the end and you have the funny thing where uh, Dustin calls them demodogs and Hopper's like, What? And he's like, Oh, demodogs, you know, demogorgon, but it's a dog, you know, demodogs. And then and then he then they keep going, he's like, They think they're the master race and Steve is just like the Nazis. Everyone's like no, St- well, yes, yeah, Steve. I don't remember but, that, but if I watched it back, I might like, have an issue with that. it. it was, no, but it was funny. The thing yeah. is, there was there was enough there. It wasn't like you know, it wasn't. Uh, I'm here, I'm here in Argyle, going. Whoa. Yeah, dude. Pineapple Slug, whatever it was, a uh, purple pineapple delight or something like that. I don't know, whatever it was called. Um, that's fair. I think it is kind of waning in that area because the show is getting a little. I know they have to explain things, but like that is like. That is exposition
1: police are about to arrest them. Yeah. From how yeah. egregious it's getting to me. Yeah. I, I You agree. can you can get that across in another way, I feel like. I agree. I think I think, yes. I I hundred
0: percent agree with you. You can
1: you can still have them a little bit, but like I feel like every episode had at least
0: one or two. I I agree. Hundred percent. I think I think that's definitely an issue that I've had. And again, I you know, I'm able to look past a lot of that because Everything about this yeah. show is so tight. I don't like, need them like to they explain what they're t- doing to me. I don't mean tight in that one. I mean the fact that like, everything is so done well and so, like, you know. It's not a low-quality show that happened to have great... Like, it's not a CW show, to be honest. Everything is done so high-budget, so well done, that it almost allows you to look past that in some aspects for me. But I agree that it certainly is waning on me. And that, that goes to an issue that I have. Like, you know how... In the final two episodes where they have the plan to kill Vecna. Right.
1: And they like, two of them go to the house, two of them go to the upside down, yeah. and then
0: uh, uh, 11 of them are going into Lucas's sister right. is in the is, thing. Is, like, yeah, signaling.
1: They didn't have an explanation scene for that, and you knew what was happening. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. I think, I think. I feel like a lot of things you don't have to be like, oh, we're going to do this and this and this because of this. You can just watch it. You can. I hope you can figure it out.
0: I think they kind of worry that with having three, four different plot lines going on at one time, which is what this season was, right? It was basically three to four different plot lines, is that they worry that it's going to be kind of confusing for everybody to keep track of, to keep track of what the rules are. And that's fair. It wasn't confusing for me. It wasn't confusing for you. But I understand yes, worrying about that. Too. And I understand they'd rather be explained than worry that fans don't get what's happening. I so I get. It. Well, last time they didn't spell out something explicitly.
1: Some people, oogle over a character. If you know what I'm talking about, Billy. What
0: do you mean? Should Should I just get into oh! it? Oh, oh, uh. Okay, so for those who do not know, um, there's been a lot of like Billy redeemed stuff going on since season three, and a lot of people who are denying what is, in my opinion, the truth that Billy was a racist. Racist and homophobic. He literally told. Max, and there's evil. certain people you can't hang out with, in pl- and people are like, oh, it's just because he didn't like Lucas. I'm like, no. No, he doesn't like black people. Like, That's, it's, it's, and the Duffers confirmed it. Yes. Like, I thought it was obvious. He literally said, because so William, my little brother, had not watched the show, and he was watching, and I was watching Downstairs with him because I love season one and two. I yeah. really do. I, lo- I like all the seasons. Like, I don't have as much issues as some people do. Like, I enjoy all the seasons to some varying quality. They're not all too. the same quality, but, like, there's there's never a point where Yeah, like, where season, I... season one's, like, completely different from the rest of the show, but it's exactly. still awesome. Exactly, and it, there's not a point where I'm like, wow, I really don't enjoy this. I still enjoy yeah, it to varying too. degrees. So I was watching it, and, like, there's that scene where, like, he deliberately says there are certain kind of people that, I think he says, are just worse than some. I don't know what he it says. Was, it was obviously racist. Yeah. Like it was meant to be racist. It was It was because. Beca- like, he's racist. Just, people just missed it. And they're like, oh, this is just like an overcorrection by others. I'm like, no. He's racist. And he also hates gay people.
1: I don't remember that. I'm pretty sure that happens. I don't remember that myself. Because people were talking about it. I was like,
0: yeah, it seems like. I mean, like, I, he's he's still racist. You shouldn't like the character. Again, I haven't seen season two in a while, so I don't remember that scene personally. I feel like but. I, I'll look into it real quick. Okay, fair enough. I was reading it online. But yeah, like people have just kind of like missed that. And I'm like, okay, guys, we can we can acknowledge that Billy redeemed himself in season three. Good on him for trying to save his sister. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, and season three did a good job showing how much trauma he had, and that's that's fair too. Trauma makes you do a lot of bad things, but like that doesn't make him a good person. You know what I mean? Like, there can be people that are villains. People can be bad. Right, Davis. Like you, have echoed this sentiment as well. Like people can be bad characters; they can just be evil and cruel. Like Doctor Brenner may have cared about Eleven, and he may have wanted Eleven to be powerful and to succeed, but he is also a sociopath. Right? Yes. Anyway, you look like you found what you're looking I'm, for. I'm Davis. reading it. It's just, it's just, uh, yeah. That that was crazy. I saw that as well. I, I couldn't believe it. So here, here's a couple of uh, little, little uh, trivia for you and everybody listening, Davis. A couple improv moments were revealed by the Stranger Things writing team, their Twitter account. They said that these three scenes are improvised. Apparently, the kiss between Joyce and Hopper when they were changing into their gear was improvised by Winona Ryder and David Harbour, which I got to say, Winona Ryder and David Harbour, excellent acting duo, and their chemistry is off the charts. So props to them for improvising that scene because that scene was awesome. I thought it was, at least. Luke is also shouting, Erica, help, was also improvised after Max uh, was came back to life for a brief moment in, um, Vecna's house. And Eddie's saying, I love you, man, to Dustin was improvised by Joseph Quinn. So again, props to the casting. They're very, very, very talented. And as seen by that ability to improvise some of the best scenes in the show, which again, people were like, Oh my gosh, um, that means that the duffers don't know what they're doing of all the good moments are improvised. Okay, guys, first of all, they cast the people and they wrote these characters the whole way through. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Davis, have you found what you're looking for? Well, we I found people
1: up? talking about it, but okay. I can't find an exact instance. But, but there were like,
0: yeah. I
1: don't, yeah. I don't remember He's that exact, character. but I,
0: I remember what he said to Max about yes, ca- about Lucas, and it's like, okay, guys. They'd be like, oh, it's just because he thought Lucas was kind of stalking no. her. It's like, no, He's no, racist. no, no. You can you can be like, oh, the actor's differently, but- attractive. But you can't. You don't. You don't need to go like Th- this. Has been this has been a problem in my opinion. For this goes back to the show 13 Culture. Reasons Why. Actually, because I mean that show season one, which I watched and really enjoyed. Actually, that, that show also got crazy from what yeah, I heard. It, no, it did. There's a character Bryce who is the worst character ever. And He's they, horrible. And people like send him death threats. Like the actor and I'm like, okay guys, let's take a moment <laughs> to recognize. It's this a is character. a performance, and it was a gr- – I, I, I loved the actors I was like, wow, this is a great performance because I hate that guy, which I will say the Duffers might have mastered the creating and hateable character. I mean, yeah. Jason this year. Billy before. Billy beforehand. Um, I feel like Brenner. Dr. Brenner is, yeah. again, he's psychopathic. Uh, season two – or the season one bullies were pretty annoying. I don't really remember that. Uh, I, re- I remember just because uh, Eleven made, made it, the guy freeze and he peed himself. So I, I remember that. Um, I remember season two really having. Oh, it was still, that was still Billy. <laughs> yeah. Billy for two seasons. Um, even Steve in season one. Great character development for Steve, by the way. Um, but yeah, I think they've mastered that. You were saying, though? What were you just saying? I, I was just talking about, like, just um, the characters themselves. And again, guys, like, there's a difference between, you know, obviously oh, yeah, yeah. the performance. And again, I talked about those improvisations. I just really like how this all tied it together. I think tying Vecna back and finally explaining who the Mind Flayer is in such a genius way, which reminds me of a theory, Davis. So what do you think? um, Do you think Vecna is a soldier of the Mind Flayer, or what do you think? Because I've I've heard that there's different interpretations. I have my own interpretation of it, but I'm wondering what you think. It seems like the general
1: form, like they said in the season.
0: What do you mean? Like in the season, they're like, if
1: the Demogorgon's
0: a foot soldier, then Vecna's the general. But that's not what he said, though. So here's how I interpreted it, because you know when when they're in Vecton's mind with Max and Eleven and they're he's like monologuing, doing his villain monologue. Um, Had a little bit of an issue with that. I, I don't mind it's like, it. It's a thing that happens. I man. don't mind it. it. You know he also is so like he's an established. Yeah. I want a monologue to show how powerful and evil I am. That that that's fine for a sk- it wasn't totally out of the norm. Um, he talks about going into the upside down, which so how I interpret it is that the upside down is a world that existed all its own and a hive mind controlled all of the creatures in the upside down, the demogorgons, the demodogs, so on and so forth. And that Vecna took control of the hive mind and has harnessed it as his power because like he made the mind flayer look like those spiders from his from his childhood. Okay. Okay. That's how I interpret it. Other people disagree with me, but that's how I saw it. Okay, was that he went in and harnessed a hive mind system and is the one in control of, it, but uses it to create things like the mind flare. Okay, because he, like,
1: he did come up, he did come upon it though.
0: Well, yeah. So so what he came upon was the hive mind itself, but he molded it to be his own thing. It's like he saw a force that he could c- harness and control. Okay, because so like the thing is. It throws away the idea of the mind flare in general because you know season three has a lot of the Billy we've been building it for you monologues that makes the mind flare seem like a person, but then he reveals that that was just a means to steal Eleven's power to open gates, right? So, I think it was all Vecna the entire time harnessing the power of a of a hive mind to basically push his way into the real world and get back to Eleven because you know he want, he you know wants to take over because he's crazy. That's my that's my opinion. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I, I, I don't see any issue with that. That's how I saw it, at least when the show uh, unfolded. But I gotta say, Davis, you know, um, you talking about the explanation scenes and just our issues with the show and how it's gotten like that reminds me of one thing. And you know, when I'm listing off for every podcast we've done, I've gone through the cast in some detail, but I just couldn't today because it's the largest cast ever. And the fact of the matter is, a lot of, a lot of famous '80s
1: actors too. True. Sure. I, I love I
0: love I love Winona coming back. Winona Ryder, uh, Sean Astin.
1: Uh, Uh, Paul Reiser.
0: Yes, love Paul. Paul Reiser in this is so good. I think think that's a fun thing to do. I agree. Seeing Sean Astin, Samwise, our guy. Um, The cast is incredibly overstuffed. And this is not not a kill character because it makes sad scene and sad scene is good kind of thing. This is the fact that when this cast is overstuffed, people get sidelined. The California storyline got totally sidelined for like half the season. Yeah. And... There's a lot there. There's a lot with Jonathan, who I Jonathan
1: think, and uh, Will had some good moments. I think
0: Charlie Heaton is one of the better actors on this show, and I think Jonathan's a great character. Mm-hmm. I think again, Will has some great moments. Has a lot unfolding there, and they get sidelined because the cast is very overstuffed. And even at the end, like you know, we we kill like the problem is is like the show has done a good job of making unpredictability. Season one had no random character to kill off. Season two introduces Sean Aston as as Bob. And he dies very suddenly, right? And it's like, oh, okay, cool. And that served a lot of the plot because you know it totally ruined Joyce, and it was it was a great scene. Season three introduces Alexi, right? And um, he dies suddenly, but again, it was a very shock. It wasn't like a setup scene. Like it wasn't like he was going to sacrifice himself and died. He just got shot while at the carnival. Great scene, by the way. Yeah, I, I really, I gotta say, I love Brett Gelman as Murray. He's, oh yeah, I like Murray a really lot. He's really good. Pretty fun. He's really good, and I think he's one, he sells a lot of that creepy stuff that he says because Murray's a weird character. But I love him. I think he's, some people think Murray's introduction is like too comedy driven, but I'm like, I think okay. I think he's fine. He's not like he's, he's totally. Kinda, he's kind of like a comic relief, but he in also a way. serves the plot for yeah. it as well. It's not like he's totally useless there, so I'm fine with that. But you know, Alexi's dead, and then it gets us to Eddie and to Chrissy and to um, Jason, all people who like. When Eddie shows up, I'm like, I know he's going to die. The moment Eddie Munson shows up, I'm like, I know he's dead. The When Chris shows up, i like, I know Chrissy's going to die. Like, it's just, it's gotten to the point where it's on predictability, and it really annoys me because it just, like, it harnesses on to what happened in season one with Barb. Because, right, there, you know, I don't know if you watched season one when it came out or were really on, had your finger on the pulse of the fandom at that point, but, like, Justice for Barb stuff was legit. And I'm like, y'all, she was a plot device. Yeah, like, she was the Demogorgon's first kill just to freak out Nancy. But like then it's evolved into this thing where the duffers have learned to harness that to create lovable characters they know the fans will love just to tug at the heartstrings, but it doesn't tug anymore. Like, I didn't care about Eddie, to be quite frank. Maybe some people did. I thought Joseph Quinn was great. Great performance by him. I think he he played the role really well. I think he did a lot to help. Dustin's character move forward to help Caleb's character move forward, but I didn't care. And when he dies, like I'm like, okay, I feel like he didn't have to die. Yeah, exactly. But it's because that's what they've done. And then with Max, let her stay dead, dang it! I would have been, I would have been okay with her. her her Pack some punch. Sadie Singh delivered the performance of her life. I didn't know that Eleven was
1: basically Jesus at this point.
0: I don't she, just, a, she brought her back from the dead. I don't have a huge issue with that just because her powers have always been undefined. Like, she opens gates to alternate dimensions. What are the rules here? I don't have a problem with that personally. I feel like they could have set it up, maybe. I think they could have. Like, they, if
1: someone got hurt and she's like, let me try. I think and they then she's like, maybe she helps it, them just it's, a little it's bit. It's a very
0: Rise of Skywalker, use the force to heal someone thing that makes... Uh, don't, don't get me started on I, that. I, I won't get you started on the Rise of Skywalker. Um... I do have a problem with L overall on the show. Fair enough. Well, we'll, well, why don't we get to that in a moment? We then. Will. I, I I don't mind her doing that because none of her I powers have been it. established. I can live. But with I have a problem with her with Max being like revived because I mean you have this amazing scene. You have Caleb McLaughlin with. I mean he that did, performance that was, was great. I mean, good lord, he's grown so much as an actor over the last Miles four Morales, seasons. Maybe who knows? I'd love it. Um, like a great scene. Max, her story comes full circle. She says she's not ready to die. Okay. Do it. But then they're like, actually, she's brain dead, but we wanted to leave it open for season 5. No. And then again, this is not about it. It's the fact that one of the great things about Stranger Things is that they build so much tension. It felt so unpredictable every season I'm on the edge of my seat, but now it's less so because are they really in danger? One of the things that made Game of Thrones the best show on television in seasons one through four was because you didn't know who was going to die. It wasn't because it was an emotional heart punch every time they died. It's because you genuinely didn't think any character was safe. And Stranger Things, I think, had that for a time, but they've kind of lost it with the introduced new character who's going to die. Mm -hmm. And that's what that was. And
1: it just varies. What if Vecna's going to like possess Max's body? That'd be
0: crazy. That'd be interesting. That's what people think. So a theory is that um, Vecna survived because he's in Max's head now, but that but the upside down is still available, so that's not that doesn't make any sense. Personally. I would
1: also like we just spoke about Eddie dying, which like he's dead. Yeah. I feel like Some
0: people think he isn't.
1: Because apparently they have convinced themselves that the bats don't kill.
0: Which my counter argument is you know, a car doesn't kill. But if I get hit by a semi-truck and all of my organs are crushed, I will in fact die. But So if Billy, let's say
1: Billy survived these bats ripping up his body. You mean Eddie? I'm sorry, yeah, Eddie. Let's say he survived that, the bats tearing at his flesh and organs, right? So what's he doing? Laying in the upside down with no medical help? Dying? Yeah, like... I get, Oh, maybe Vecna picked him up and used his Jesus healing powers. That I they get have. the
0: concept, but like, I mean, yes, the bath may not go for a kill shot, but if they chew up your intestines, you're going to bleed I see, out. I don't
1: see how he's how he could have survived.
0: Not Unless to the mention Jeffers are
1: like everybody likes. If if Eddie. he does
0: survive, that also ruins the amazing acting by Gaten Matarazzo as Dustin in that final scene. I think yeah. that was his when best he was talking scene. to his uncle as well. Oh my gosh, that was great. They've all come so far, in my opinion. I think this was honestly probably the best acted season, honestly. I think I think the cast was as even as it's been, in my in my opinion, from top to bottom. But yeah, like I just If you really want to bring back Joseph Quinn Maybe set up like
1: a vision. ghost in the upside down thing. Like his have a lot of soul vision. stuck there, but like, do not bring him back.
0: Have Dustin having some flashbacks to stuff before in the Hell yep. Park Club that we didn't see. That's fine. Joseph Quinn's great. Bring him back. Yeah. Who cares? But like Don't bring his character
1: back to life. No. no. Please don't. It's
0: gonna please, ruin please the punch
1: don't. of it. I I and it wouldn't make sense,
0: but I'm sure Stranger Things fans would love it. Some of them would. It, you know, it's 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 where the fans have been heading personally, but I, you know, I think he should stay dead. I do too. Um, I think his death was very... It was good enough. Dead. However, if they introduce another new character to die next year, I'm going to have a big problem with that because we in this season with the group back together ready for war, we don't need some of the... Vicky's going to be in the next season. You know that. Yeah. Obviously. Which, I, I'm I'm okay with that. Good good for Robin's character. Right. Yeah. Good, for, good for Robin's character. It, it, it was a decent enough setup. Uh, But you said you had your problems with Eleven's character. Why don't we talk about that? Uh, Overall,
1: like, I don't mind her. Like, as a character, but the plot device that they use at I feel like the end of season one and season two, where she just sticks out her hands and yells and like, oh well, there there goes a the monster. Not a fan. Season three, they got rid of her powers, but then they came back and she did that to the wall. To be fair. But uh I like season three more because that wasn't like how it ended. Like season one she goes and then the Demogorgon goes like Ooh, gets pinned against the wall or whatever and then Lucas thinks he hits it with the with the uh what's it called the slingshot slingshot like that was okay season one yeah season two they did it again right right Season three in a way they did it again. Season four kind of also did it I again. I liked having having Nancy and the gang go after. yeah I like uh, I, that, I liked no. that I liked that it wasn't just L defeats it solely she just shows up in the nick of time does her little scream. Yeah, I like that they 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 had a little plan. They they they
0: put some bullets in Vecna. I thought that was interesting. I think I think I, first of all, I just love the fact that Nancy is so the antithesis of a damsel in distress. By the way, mm-hmm. totally love fan. it because too many shows and movies, you know, they get that character and they have with like again with characters like Steve and and uh, Jonathan, they would have them yeah. just say. But I'm so glad that she's like, and they've been doing that season one. Because I remember season one when. Steve goes at the house because they're about to face the Demogorgon, and then Nancy just wielding the gun and points it at Steve. Love it. I, I love, first of all, uh, Nat, Natalie Dyer. Good actors. They're all actors. good. They're all good. Every single one of them good. That, that's a fair criticism. I don't know. I feel like if they were
1: go- if they are so insistent on having her, it's basically just like Professor X, first of all. They got a Professor X too, so she doesn't just defeat the villain. Yeah. Like, make her powers more interesting looking to me. Cause all she she's just sticking out her hand and yelling, and and uh, she her nose
0: bleeds. Telekinesis. Like I get, but like, uh, you could I feel
1: like you could make it look a little more interesting.
0: I think um I think season five needs to have more like mind puzzle things where like they go and attack each other's mind. I think that because yes. like they they, well, they yeah I liked it when she went into Max's mind and yeah. she like went through the that memories. was so cool I, liked that. I that really liked cool. that that was a cool concept. Then she did the hand out and
1: yelling thing, but that's okay. It is what
0: it is. Um, it's okay. Man, I just—I don't know. I really enjoyed a lot of this. I will say, I did not like um, when the four storylines were converging and like it. There wasn't like a good sense of time. Like it seemed like Max was in Vecna's mind for a minute for like five minutes, and then oh, Steve yeah, and Nancy yeah, yes, just walked yes. up, like two steps. They were like getting choked for like forty minutes. Yeah. The the even even leading up to that, the sense of time was broken because like Max was running around for like an hour, and they had gone up like two stairs. Yeah, like two steps. I was like, okay, I also didn't really, I don't know, I, I thought that was kind of jarring, which it kind of comes together where that's when you maybe stretch yourself too thin plot-wise, mm-hmm. which is fair, it happens, but I thought that was um, an interesting point. So, and lastly, you know, what do we think about, not lastly, I think we have a lot to keep discussing, I don't know about you. I but, can be here for another 40 minutes. Oh, so. there we go, there we go. Um, Will's storyline, I think, really, really converged. Probably my car didn't get a ticket. Hope it's in the parking deck. Oh, Lord. I uh, hope not. Uh, Will's storyline really converged this year um, with, in my opinion, his character is definitely gay. Yes. Like, he said, so people got really mad because after the first seven episodes, he said it's up to the audience's interpretation. Everyone's like, you dummy. But he was saying that because he didn't want to give away that that obvious scene was coming up with him and Mike, which I thought was a great scene, by the that way. That was a great scene. And, little, and the little... one also with Jonathan and Will. I love scene. it. I love it. So, But I've seen a lot of people... Um, and
1: th- this is an issue that and I kinda- also earlier, like, when that girl, like, kicked his leg or, like, was trying to play footsies with him when they were in the classroom, like, season, or episode, like, two, and he was like, "No, nope, sorry.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, kind of- Interesting. That's good. I, didn- I didn't pick up on that, honestly. So I've-, I've seen a lot of things. This is an issue I want to kind of discuss because it does go back a long time, and it's with LGBTQIA plus representation in TV shows. It's a very sensitive issue- because for those who don't know there is this trope called the barrier gaze trope actually which is goes back to Buffy the Vampire Slayer and it's the it's the idea that any character that is a member of that community will have some sort of triumphant moment like finally coming out to a family member or whatever and then the character will get like killed that happened in Buffy and it I mean it happens in a lot of shows and it's it's a very I get it's a very sensitive issue but a lot of people are very upset that Will did not get a true coming out scene as if the show did it wrong. I mean, again, I, I guess I can't really say personally, but I thought that scene was done well because it wouldn't make sense for Jonathan and Will to just suddenly magically pick up where they left off. I think I think a good start is, you know, we've been apart for a while. We haven't been the same people that we were. I, I liked the scene. I was fine with it. And it's not like the Duffers haven't done a great scene like that before because, I mean, the Robin and Steve scene from season three is like yeah. so good. I thought that was an amazing scene. I don't know. I just think, and a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, the representation is so bad because Robin and Will are getting totally, you know, destroyed by the writers. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure everybody got whacked this year except for Joyce and Hopper. I feel like Robin had a lot of development Well, it's like people are like, why did Robin have to see her crush kiss that boy at the store? And I'm like, I think that kind of helped set up where her head was at when they went in the Upside Down, when she kind of, you know, the clumsy, very nervous person just risked it all because she, like, she... Almost didn't have anything else to lose, and had that a great scene with Steve talking about it. I thought I didn't mind it, and again, I think I think I know what they're saying. I mean, again, everybody lost something. Like Joyce and Hopper might be the only happy people right now, but like even even Mike and Eleven, they finally you know Mike was finally able to tell Eleven how he felt, but then she just shut down. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Lucas, man's is downright catatonic at this point. Reading stories to his girlfriend just to look up and realize—I mean, he literally made a date with this girl and then she died. Yeah. Like, is there any I have to go see
1: Ghostbusters alone?
0: Like, is there any? Like, I, I just, I don't know. And I, and I, and I get, I get it. I really do understand the importance of representation in television shows and movies. I know that. And I know how sensitive it is because of how bad it's been in years prior. Again, that barrier gaze trope is not like a one example and bad thing. Like, it's existed for for many many years, and I've seen many shows that you know, have have pulled fans in saying that this is gonna happen, that's gonna happen. Like what just happened to Thor, by the way. Yeah. So Thor on the press tour, for those who don't know, somebody asked Natalie Portman how gay was Thor Love and Thunder, and they all were like, Oh my god, it's so gay. And Davis, you maybe can clarify this for all of us who haven't seen it yet. Would that would that description fly?
1: There's a lot of impl- there's like Tessa Thompson's character has a lot of moments where it's implied that she's gay. Uh, Valkyrie. Yeah. Uh it I'm going to go ahead and spoil it for you. Sorry. Spoiler alert, everybody. Um Korg what's his name? Yeah, his name Korg. Korg. Yeah. Um it it's like revealed, it's not really revealed, it's just like mentioned. And actually at the end of the movie, the of the movie it happens for Korg that how his race mates is that it's with two guys and they like go into a lava pool and they make like another thing so yeah, I guess that's technically gay. This is two guy aliens that are rocks. Yeah, I think that's that's fine. Obviously, what else happens? It's implied. You remember that scene where like Thor looks in the eyes of Chris Pratt? Yeah, I guess that's kind of making a joke that maybe I I I don't know. I I, I wouldn't say I I wouldn't say it's very gay. Which is what they said. said. I definitely think he said that just to get people in the theaters.
0: Yeah. Which and it, again, that is—that's the, the problem. Yeah. Shows and movies have been guilty of that for years I'm because to think any other. because the fact of the matter is, like this, this is the truth of the fandom. The LGBTQI plus community—they will watch stuff. Like yes. I mean, they like the boys makes a joke about it, but like that community will support shows that support like that. That they're a very loyal fan base. They always have been. I think
1: I, yeah, I think they should be. It, yeah. it's,
0: it's it's a great it's a great community of fans. It really is and has been loyal to a lot of shows and movies. But that for makes it. Therefore, that makes it very sensitive when shows or things like Thor do that. So I, I get the frustration. I just think Robin and Will are in decent enough places. Like again, like people are like, "Oh, Stranger Things is not realistic, so Will should not be going through what it was like in the 80s." And I'm like, in the 80s, could a kid from Hawkins, Indiana, Indiana, mm-hmm. like, do you expect it to be so easy? I mean, I let's also be think honest. there was a
1: gay couple in Thor in New Asgard. Okay. And that was like the only explicitly, oh, here's a gay couple besides Cord. And everything even- else was just like, oh, maybe, maybe they're gay. Maybe. We don't want to, we don't, we've got to be able to cut it out for China. And the, pro- <laughs> that's how Disney Yay. is. Don't, don't forget that, people. Ooh. Disney <sighs> does, I, Disney, at the end of the day, I don't think they care. They just want to make money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I I, I haven't again read up enough on Disney because I I thought Disney basically did tell like because no they tried to cut out the uh, America Chavez thing about her having two moms because China didn't want that but they said too bad or whatever for Doctor Strange I don't know. Look, the point the point stands though. Like I don't know. I thought their characters were good points personally, just in general. Yeah. I think I think I think you know Robin has a good moment with Vicky at I the end. I feel like Stranger Things has. Mostly for all the characters, they have good arcs. I think so too. I, I really don't think there's any characters. Just there's a super... few that
1: kind of got put on the back. I think burner Mike this year. got put on the Mike back burner this did. year. I think
0: I think him finally coming full circle with telling L that he loved her was a good because that was set up in season three. Like yeah. we don't forget. We like don't. We can't forget that. It's season three. Has I so didn't much like the scene on. where he did it, but it's okay.
1: I just I didn't mind It was so bad to me. And even then, know. Noah Noah or uh, Will's speech to Mike to be like, "You're the heart." You're the heart. That was kind I of. I didn't like that either. And he's yeah. like, I love you, L. I love when you shave your head. Like, L, I love you. I swear I do.
0: Like, I don't know. It was kind of. Yeah. I didn't like yeah, it. That's fair. That's fair. Um. But he is a
1: kid, I guess. In in universe, he's a kid. Maybe not a, the best at expressing feelings in a that's
0: a fair nuanced way. I mean, they never have. Like, I mean, literally in season three, he tries to tell her like three times, and he just doesn't. He's like, you know, that thing. It's like it's like a word. It's like a like a feel. Like he literally just dodges around it very stupidly. But that's, they're children. Yeah. But we're gonna be getting a time jump in season five. So Davis, what else do you have to say about uh, season four of Stranger Things, and just your overall thoughts on this? the series as a whole. I did like the Russia sections. I know some people didn't. I did like them overall. Especially cuz I mean you got David Harbour who's just yeah, so David good. Harbour did
1: great in this. Yeah. Uh lost a lot of weight. Good for him. Looks great. Yeah. And there's that uh the makeup, obviously they did the makeup for Vecna. They also did the makeup for like a fat suit when he first really, got captured. Suit. Yeah, but They're, like lar- there's a there's flashback suit. scene where yeah. he gets captured by the Russians and he looks like he did in season 3. That is that was not shot
0: then. That was just like a prosthetic on him. Yeah, which is very good. I didn't a, even notice. I thought they shot it last year. Yeah, I didn't even notice. I, I will say I think um, the jokes about him losing weight was a little interesting because yeah. it's like you lost weight because you were in a prison camp. Yeah. And they fed you gruel. You are in the gulag. Like you, you you had maggots for dinner, bro. I don't really know if this is a T-game. It's a new
1: weight loss regime. Get, get arrested by the, the KGB. <laughs> get arrested by
0: the KGB, boom. You come out looking like a it's that, man. not really
1: even arrested. Just kind of like. Captured. Captured. <laughs> taken. It's like you didn't have a trial. They just got say, you.
0: There's probably no paperwork on you anyway. Um, yeah, I, I I, really liked... I thought the storylines connected pretty well with the Russian, one. I just thought the California one was really weak. Yeah, okay. I thought... Um, I kind of worry about Argyle's inclusion in next season because he was okay now, but I don't know if we can take a character with literally no arc in season uh, four Maybe. five. Maybe...
1: What could he do? He makes a calzone. <laughs> How about that, he moves I mean, up. He moves
0: up from. Never mind. I'm not gonna say that. I don't know if I can say that. Okay, yeah. Don't say that then. Well, we'll Oh, oh my goodness. Um, the the purple pineapple delight or yeah. whatever. I don't know if I'm
1: allowed to say what that is. I, I don't. I don't, think th- I, th- I, I don't think so either. I don't think. I usually so edit either. it out of songs. Um, but where do you think the
0: show goes from here? People have been saying a time jump, but like the the the, the duffers have confirmed that. Okay, so to, I guess, ma- to, to meet the age, because the fact is, I mean, I guess they're twenty. They're gonna be twenty year olds. Thing is, though, but like, how do you do a time jump after the, the end of season four? Yes, like the, the world's town on fire. is destroyed. The town's on fire. You're gonna be like, oh yeah, five years later, it's still a hole in the town. So I had a that question took about took five that. years to come back. So after the hole opened up, um. Did it close back again because technically 11, because when they're in the middle of town, it's closed up. It was open. No, when they were in downtown, it was closed up again. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, I guess it closed then. But then then. did it open back up? Like, did 11 reviving Max technically close the portal? I thought it was still open, personally. It it wasn't, though, because, like, so there's the town center. They got whacked by it, but then when they're there the next day, it's closed. But then it opens back up again when they walk out and they see all the smoke and stuff. Which I love how the Upside Down's coming into the in the real world. I think that's gonna be a cool integration of those things. But I, I don't know. I, I think a time jump's gonna be good just for believability's sake because we're nearing dear we're nearing dear Evan Hansen levels of which. Have you seen that? I know about it. I mean, it's like a thirty-eight year old high school. It's like it's like it's like Tim McGarrett's Peter Parker. Um, well, not really. But I think we're nearing that kind of dangerous territory personally. But what like what do you think? Uh, I think they say season five is going to be the last one. So where do you think it's going to go? They're
1: probably going to have spinoffs. Obviously,
0: there have been rumors about
1: that. I don't know what they would be. Yeah, I don't either. I saw I saw somebody talking about just like how much you just like watching the. It was Mr. Sunday movies. Big fan over here. We are. I am especially. Uh,
0: yeah. I, I was listening to the uh, Weekly Planet while I drove up here. Actually, um, they had a really funny Morbius episode. They're really funny. Some Kiwis. They were talking about how just like they
1: just like watching the characters interact and like yes. they ta- they mentioned like they would watch a spin-off of just like um whatever Stephen Robin whatever jobs they get up to whatever shenanigans which yes. would be fun like I know they won't do that like a, like, like a bu- just a buddy comedy Yeah just like they new go around job each season they're like oh we got fired from our uh, <laughs> from our movie store uh one because we stole a movie or something or we forgot to return a movie just something funny like that and they just go around and have fun I'd watch that because I like the chemistry they have. I think it'd be fun. Maya Hawk and uh, Joe Keery are really good together. But I don't really see what, like, maybe you could do, like, a Chernobyl-type um, spinoff with how the Russians open the upside, or, like, we're working on the upside down, maybe. But even then, I'm not really convinced. And, like, it ends with, like, the prison being blown up. Or I whatever. think, yeah, I, I
0: think the issue is, again, my investment is with the characters rather yeah. than the story. I, I don't, don't want to learn more about the upside down. I want to see the more. Close the book on this. After season five, move on to a new property. Yeah. But look, like, you're right, though. Like, they're just, there's, there's like a, a, there's just a certain natural chemistry about, amongst the cast that, like, I love watching just interviews with them because mm-hmm. they all are, like, Dustin. They've been doing, they've done
1: four seasons, like, yeah. Pushing 10 years, like, eight years now. It's like uh, 2016. It's seven,
0: yeah. Seven, okay. That's still pushing 10 years, so I yeah. think. Yeah. I mean, we're probably going to be, I mean, next season going to be 2024, so we're getting close. Awesome. Awesome, indeed. Uh, I I just think it's really like I think just it's so I mean casting is just so good, I can't get over how out of the like they hit it out of the park for everybody. I agree. It's just crazy to me. What do you think is gonna happen season five? So okay, obviously Vecna's alive. I'm not yeah. sure how, but the problem is, you know, Eleven did her best. Nancy, Steve, and Robin did their best. What's gonna kill him is the issue. So I think that. Now more than ever, is it eleven goes and finds those kids from season three.
1: Two, See, was that really season two? Yeah. From season two, I mean, yeah, I guess it could. But at N- least that
0: makes that episode matter. I don't
1: think anybody would want that. I, I, I didn't. People hated that
0: episode. I didn't mind I didn't that episode. Mind
1: it. I didn't really like it. I didn't it like the it, pacing. I didn't
0: like, cause, yeah, because it was only about her. And I'm like, guys, we have like four storylines coming yeah. to a head right now. I think Will is gonna is gonna be back involved because he like the end where he's like. I I I never so knew powers? it was back now, but I can feel it now. Maybe he will cuz of his connection to the upside down cuz his connection is permanent, we know they that. He you could use it? him like as like a canary in a coal mine thing. Mm, that'd be interesting. That's basically what he does. Yeah. Um he's here. Literally. Uh I think that you're going to have I just don't know. Then again, the show is always innovative. Like I did not know what was happening after season 3. I I didn't think of, like they showed that trailer with um, "Worlds Apart," which apparently the song by Journey, and yeah. then Vecna just pulled them like what? In- which apparently they've been teasing them since season one. Yeah, with the with the, the so clock chime. so I think is that true? Was that really in there? I I saw clips. Plus, when Will is captured by the Demogorgon, it doesn't look like the Demogorgon, like it's a shadowy figure, but it looks it like doesn't look like Demogorgon. But wouldn't that
1: mean that Vecna was in the right side up? True. What you call it honestly. I'm gonna hadn't say it. Done before. The Vecna
0: lore is kind of broke because like. If he needed to open gates, how did Demogorgon get through and why couldn't he just follow through? I feel like they
1: might have like retroactively added those clock chimes. Because they did change it. True, you can they, do that. They did change Will's birthday. Yes, in the subtitles. They, I, they could have like just like, nope, while everybody was asleep, they just added the clock chimes. Gone. It, like, it works. It's it cool. does work. It does
0: work. I don't know. The, I have a problem with that. because like, like I don't understand how that, he though. couldn't. If all those gates were open, why couldn't he just come through? What was the deal? was was scared the of L? I don't know. I really don't know. I feel like
1: cuz they I, I don't I don't really believe the Duffer brothers planned this 5 seasons out when they
0: started it. I think they planned season like people are like season 1 was supposed to be um solo. I'm like no, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Like people were like say like Hopper leaves waffles for 11 and then they yeah. get taken. We know like it was clearly not a season I 1 I think they endeavor. like they had ideas, but I don't know if they had Vecna planned truthfully. Yeah. I think I think it, they tied it together as well as you can. Yeah, all things considered, but I I agree with that because like eat your popcorn, eat your popcorn, eat your idiots popcorn. Yeah, eat your pop. Now, um. Anyway, I think there's some planning, but I think that's fair. It because like again, it's just like how Star Wars was. Maybe you could say, yeah, sorta.
1: Wait, that's not the one. I Am I thinking of?
0: That? Yeah, because I mean, there like there wasn't a plan for Empire Strikes Back. I don't think. Except, like, Vader, like, gets sent off. But, like, you know, it's like a kind of a comically he's spinning off into space, <laughs> into villain. Pretty comical. Like, I mean, yeah. Like, it's, you know, it's very 77 of the time. But, I mean, again, I love the characters. What, what I'm year
1: would the next season be set in?
0: Let's see. This was... was like,
1: 86 or 85, right?
0: Yeah, because... So they could be pushing 90, when was, then. When was Ghostbusters? Because that... When was Ghostbusters? They might be pushing 90. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, Davis, do you want to break some news live on the air? Yeah. These 74th Emmy nominations were announced. I saw that. Hold up. Let's, let I thought they
1: were underway. I don't know if they've been announced.
0: What's, there, it a- said
1: underway for me.
0: Um, Michael Richards as Kramer. I hope not. Uh, okay, so it says it, but I can't find... Oh, Stranger Things scored 13 Emmy nominations, including Outstanding Drama Series, plus Outstanding Prosthetic Makeup, and Outstanding Music Supervision for Dear Billy, the episode that prominently featured Kate Bush's now omnipresent 1985 smash hit Running Up That so Hill. So it's
1: 85. Has to be at least 85.
0: Oh, yeah. I All think right. it
1: might be 86.
0: Because let me see when Game of Thrones came out. Or not Game of Thrones. Ghostbusters. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm sorry. Wow, that's that's a big, big difference. <laughs> so Ghostbusters 84, which was season two. So, yeah, 86, 85. That about checks out. Um, okay, let me go see if I can do the 74th MA. You want to break some of this news on the air? Why not? Okay. Well, at least, why don't we do, we do the full, um... Bill
1: Hader got a nominee for Outstanding Guest Actor in a Comedy Series for Curb Your Enthusiasm. Really?
0: Yep. Awesome. So, yeah, Stranger Things was nominated for Outstanding Drama Series. <gasps> Dope Sick, Yes! Oh, my gosh. You got nominated for Outstanding Limited or Anthology. Davis, you have to watch that shit. It's so good. Sydney um, Sweeney got nominated for
1: Euphoria, Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Drama Series. Wow. Congrats to her.
0: What We Do in the Shadows got on.
1: Yes. Love it. Sorry. I, I just love Kieran Culkin so for Secession, that's, Outstanding that, that, Supporting Actor Drama that's Series. One. That's a good one. Let me I see haven't if I can yet. find it. I have the entire Supporting Actor in a Drama Series, if you'd like to hear oh, yeah, it. Yeah, go ahead. We have Nicholas Braun for Secession, Kieran Culkin for Secession, Matthew McFadden for Secession, uh, Christopher Walken for Severance, Billy Crudup for The Morning Show, John Totoro for Se- Severance, uh, Park Hai Soo for Squid Game, and Oh Young Soo for Squid Game as well. So two Squid Game, two Severance, one Morning Show, and three Secession. Pretty cool. There you go. Chadwick Boseman earned a posthumous Emmys nomination for his character
0: voiceover in What If. Wow, there you go. I mean, I haven't seen What If though. Should we watch that? No. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty. Um. Pretty. Best actress in a comedy series, Rachel
1: Brosnahan for Marvelous Miss Maisel. I've heard that's good. Yeah, I've heard a lot of really good things
0: about that. Ella
1: Fan- Ellie Fanning for The Great is a rave for Insecure. I've heard that's good. Gene Smart the for, hacks. Great, the for The Great is apparently great, actually. Haley Cuoco for the flight attendant and uh. Quinta Brunson for Abbott Elementary, which I've heard a ton of great things about.
0: As of I. A lot of Better Call Saul nominations. Good, good. Ted Lasso nominations. A lot of Ted Lasso nominations. Oh my lord. Kate. Mc- oh, Kate- did you say Kate McKinnon got the SNL nomination? Mm-mm. She got SNL nomination for Outstanding Supporting Acts in a Comedy Series, which is good because it's her last season actually, and Kate McKinnon is hilarious. Henry Henry uh, Henry Winkler
1: got a nomination for Barry. It's supposed to be really good. Yeah, I've heard a lot of amazing things about that.
0: Hey, Top Chef got outstanding competition program, go cooking shows. Have you, is did the bear get nominated for anything? I've heard that's. Phenomenal. My dad watched it. I watched the last episode. Oh, my Lord. It's supposed to be really we, good. we have to branch off some TV episodes, Davis. Yeah.
1: I'd a lot like of to shows. do some limited We were talking about a true detective episode. What so... Could, and we're going to do a Neon of shows, So on
0: Hulu, um, there's a show called Dope Sick about the uh, opioid crisis. So it literally like is about the company that. Inv- so it, it's three separate storylines. It's the company that invents OxyContin mm-hmm. and how they like basically screwed the system. Yeah, and we're like, huh? That's how it is? Just right. you know, over prescribe. Um. Oh, there's like a double the dose. So we can make to- more money. Yeah. And then there's a storyline of a doctor in Appalachia and how he sort of handles that. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, a DEA detective and then a lawyer, a team of lawyers suing them like ten years later. And it's cool. so oh, that sounds good. Good Rosario Dawson, Michael Keaton, well, uh, Michael Keaton. That's all I needed to hear. Michael Keaton that's is it. the Doctor Davis. That's, that's all I needed. Um, also one of the one of the Sarsgaard uh, brothers, Peter Sarsgaard, I think. Look it up. It's it's amazing. Is it just is it just like it's a called, one season limit? Uh, yeah, season? it's eight eight episodes on Will Hulu. Porter. Yes, well, yes, he is. He's Peter really Sarsgaard. Peter Sarsgaard.
1: Okay, yeah. Rosario Dawson.
0: And then there's um there's somebody else in it. Let me see what her name is. Caitlin uh, Dever. Is that her? Her? Yes, Ooh. she is like oh Davis. She what is. So she was in this other show on Netflix called Unbelievable Mar- and it. Unbelievable, which is the show. Also, in Deer and Evan-, Evan Hansen. Yeah. Well, she was in the show Beautiful called Beautiful Boy. She was in the right. show called Unbelievable on Netflix. She wasn't beautiful. Oh my gosh, that where it's about a girl who is assaulted and she basically goes to the cop, but she's so like shell shocked by it. The cops don't believe her, and it's just her like ten episode story of how she comes to like grips with everything that happened, and it's so so good. Like, I know, had a I'm lot. Not, of- I might start this tonight. It's it's an, my mom and I've been watching it. We haven't watched the last episode yet, but it's it's one of our favorite shows. We are just I mean, it hooks you immediately. So so good. I'm so glad it got I got knocked I watched Wolf of Wall Street for the first time the other day. I haven't watched it yet. Very good. I own it. I need to watch it. I will do that. Um but yeah, we got no, we got yet another tangent. A near two hour episode. <laughs> hey, we <laughs> we had a lot of bottle. It's
1: basically just been like it's been three separate movies. Elvis, Love uh, Thor,
0: and I'm fine. I Trailer think it was a good things. episode, Dave. It was I had a lot of fun. Uh any final thoughts on Trainer Things? I mean, I think again, let's say it. It may not have been our favorite season, but I mean, you know. It's- I liked it. So I think season three I had to rewatch I, them. I really I, liked season. Three. I really liked season two, even with that weird spinoff episode. Like, no, that was when Will was I being like possessed. It well. was so good because it was still. It that still felt self-contained. I've started enough. to remember
1: it more. Like once I started thinking about like moments that I like,
0: a lot of it. I want to go watch season good. one again because it's just so different. Yeah. Cause I. So I. Um. Little funny story here. Two two funny stories. One, my friend uh, Corinne, friend of the show Corinne. You know Corinne. Uh, she. Talking to the mic. Sorry, brother. she. Uh. Binge watch as many as shows with me. We uh, have Facetimed and watched all of Outer Banks three times, uh, which was which is a chore. I fell asleep in the last episode. I don't know if she knows that. Uh, anyway, so she finally watched Stranger Things yesterday, and she was just texting me in all caps. Mo- one of it was just Will is gay. Will is gay. I knew it. I called and I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Whatever. Sure, you did. <laughs> um, but so she just started watching it. But when Stranger Things first came out, I did not watch season one actually. I went through like a, I went through like I a weird phase where I was like, "Uh, I don't like mainstream stuff." Ooh, ooh, and it was very weird. But then season two came out, and I watched season one and season two like in like in a, in a single night. Those seasons are good. Season one is really good. Like when L when L flips the van, remember that? they yes. ride on the bike. She's just, yeah, the first, was that first season or second? yeah, first season craziness. But. I think again season four is still it's still really good it does a lot of really great elements it's still so brilliantly directed and shot the music is just as good Kate Bush's running up that hill is golden Vecna is a really cool villain I think it does so many things well it's still it's still another great season it may not be on par with our favorites but I think it's still a really good season to show and any oh I have some news for you. it's not change of things go ahead or even entertainment news
1: but the James Webb's, the James Webb Space Telescope's photos release they're really cool it's James
0: yeah. Webb fate I don't, I, I don't know. It was thing. a
1: replacement to Hubble and it's like way more detailed.
0: Makes sense. Hubble was really old. Yes. You know, you know Michael Bay put himself in the Armageddon movie where he's the Hubble scientist. Pretty funny. This is, it's an interesting. Comic. Ooh.
1: Whoa. Like you can see like the same thing the Hubble took side by side. Really where? Yeah, I got can, one can you for show you. Me? Oh, I'm working on it.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Here. Wow. That's that's James Webb and then that's same thing with Hubble. Whoa! So James like- So what? Like, what is this? It's a space. Oh, that's that's a nebula. I'm pretty sure. Whoa. I'm a big fan of space. People, that's why I like Interstellar so much.
0: Wow, this is so cool!
1: It's like twice to three times the size of Hubble, and it's like a big reflective panel. Panel, and they're yeah. like, and it's like kind of curved. Oh yeah, I see it. Yeah, that's there's cool. pictures
0: of it. It's really cool. Wow, this is. All, I'm gonna have to follow NASA Webb then. Yeah, that's cool. Look at this, guys! Check we got it out, we, folks. We got we got news all over the place. Um, are there any final thoughts, Davis, before we uh, wrap up this episode of the show and take another hiatus until school year begins? We
1: might. Are you going to be back in Auburn anytime?
0: Unfortunately, I don't think so. Mm. Um, Never seen. That gives you time to watch Evangelion. Ex- yeah, I know. And time to finish ER. You got time to watch the boys. I plan to. I expect. I'll multi- probably watch Dopesick before the boys. That's it's so good. It so also make you very angry. So prepare thyself. It's okay. Because I don't know if anybody noticed, but the opioid crisis is bad. Yeah. And nobody involved was good. You ever seen The Big Short? No. That'll yes. make you mad. Yes. I, I That'll have. That'll make you really yes. mad. <laughs> Vice made us mad. Yeah. <laughs> Certain. <laughs> a lot of Don't Look Up maybe. Big kinda, Short also same person that made uh, Vice. Vice and Don't Look Up and a lot of other movies. For Adam McKay. Step very Brothers. Talented. Yeah. Salad of Good Nights. Yes. Anchorman, I think. Yes. Anchorman. Indeed, there what you about go. Anchorman too? I don't know about that one either. Um, but any final thoughts before we head out we got our trivia oh we do have our trivia every it's, time every time uh, what song
1: does Billy or uh, Eddie play and from what album by what artist there you go
0: yeah and we will answer that <laughs> at, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the Auburn band plays it at basketball games oh they sure do they do that's a good hint for you if, if you know you know but yeah what song <laughs> what song that's not the name of it who knows what song does Eddie play in the Upside Down in that great distraction scene? Le- awesome scene, great by scene. the way. Awesome scene. He actually scene. plays it. What song and from what album and what band? All, all, all those questions will be answered in August, assuming, unless we come back before then. But again, Maybe this has been the 50th episode of Through the Lens. 50 and episodes, And we have Octavia Spencer in here with no, us. Say something. No, we don't, unfortunately. I tried. I tried. But thanks to everyone for tuning in to this special edition of Through the Lens. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have any thoughts on the phenomenon that is Stranger Things, you can reach out to the show's Instagram directly. We love hearing back from people that listen to the podcast, what they think, if they agree with us, Dis- disagree with us. is also pretty fun too. Just don't hesitate to do that if you feel I might have rubbed some feathers wrong with my MCU. You, you might have, but hey, that's that, that, that's you know that's, very, that's we're in podcasting, aren't we? We'll be back. You'll in need August. their ideas challenged. Ah, we that we do. We will be back in August for the third and possibly final year of Through the Lens to cut. And we hope you will be there as we have so many fun movies to cover, including the MCU, Harry Potter, the Jurassic Park series, Hunger Games, and many, many more. I am Alex Houston alongside Davis Carroll once again signing off, and we will see you all again in August.